I don't care if you've been swinging through the city at 60 frames per second all night if you up smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, the Thulu's Brother, coming to you live and direct from the Stack Smoke. Now, fam, with that dang shit on my left stitch. I'm excited to try to be a black scammer right now. <laughs> on my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, show people out on threes and fours, Kronos. The show must go on. Yes, yes. Uh, I think we're waiting on Blue, but let's uh, let's go to the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. Sometimes being centuries old kind of hurts. Mm. All right. Uh, Blue, Blue's probably coming uh, to join us uh, shortly, but Kronos... Ah, surprise, motherfucker! Well, my going to be that in an alternate world, we will be at Comic-Con right now. Ah! Oh. Mm. Would be. Right now. Lower right. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yep. listener of the week um, would be Sunel. Thank you very much for, for listening. And first in the chat would be... Nobody's chatting yet that I can see anyway. Okay. Yeah. I'm we'll refreshing just to make sure. We'll, we'll come back to him. Let's, I, I usually turn it over to Old Ninja. Um, uh, do we, do we want to stick with that tradition? I'm, I'm, I'm looking looking around. No, I mean, there's one I have to talk yeah, about. Yeah, do you want to start off with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll start off, I guess. Um, my mom died last week. So, I mean, it's been, it's been rough over the past week. It's, it's been actually rough, you know, for the past five years. But, um, you know, it, it happened s sort of suddenly. And it's been a little difficult to deal with um, for a lot of reasons. Well, yeah. No, I don't have biological parents anymore. It's fucking weird. I don't know. You know, people go through this. You know, people die. I understand that. But it's, it's still rough to, to go through. And... With this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing, it's making it even diff more difficult for, for me in particular and, like, the rest of my family. Um, first off, because I can't be here with uh, my my longtime girlfriend, K-Mac, and, and my, uh, my youngest daughter. Um, and also my oldest daughter, because she wanted to come out for services. Um, I had to quarantine both my girlfriend and my youngest daughter to her parents. Um, because I had to meet up with my family and... We're breaking our you know little quarantine bubble and that makes things more difficult but i guess bring it back to my mom um my mom was a sort of a complicated person but there was one thing for sure is that she was driven in life and she drove um you know her, her fire in life and, and getting getting shit done she passed it down to all of her children uh i'm using the torch that she gave me and passing it down to to my kids uh anybody listening to this podcast you know that I'm, I, I don't believe in a higher power so but I do believe in a form of a form of immortality and it's through passing down you know what you know and who you are down to your children as long as your children never forget that you're immortal and you and your children pass it down to their children and you're still immortal so her teachings will go on uh, through me and, and to my children and hopefully to their children and and she won't be forgotten um, she was born um, in the racist ass south and she was a legit genius 
she was invited to the mentor program um, at a young age and she decided to come out here to California to make a better life and she did she did that she made a, a good life for her kids and um, we all learned a lot from her and she will be missed a lot I don't know. It's been, it, past couple days has been fucked up for me. Anyway, I don't want to drag this on too long. Um, I'm drinking my last Black is Beautiful beer that I have. And I got the uh, official glass from, I think it's called the 70% something. Um, I was going to save this last one because me, me and my brother uh, drank two of them, so I only have one left. And so this is the last one that I will dedicate to my mom um, because she was beautiful. And uh, I'm, I'm going to miss her, so cheers. Cheers. Rest Dude. in power. Rest in power. I'm so sorry. Um, and and I'm it, it, this shit this year is just complete complete shit. Obviously, uh, less than two, less than two months ago, we, you know, uh, Blue did a touching uh, tribute to, to to his father, and um, just yeah, it, it, this sucks all the way around. Eloquent words, Chronos, uh, and. Um, I'm sure, uh, just speaking for everybody, our hearts go out to you and the entire family. And um, yeah, this this one just hurt. And this this fucking sucks. Obviously, everybody listening knows that Kronos and I are cousins. I've known his mom for uh, pretty much all my life as well. And um, I, I shared this story before, but I literally would not have a career at all if it was not for her uh, putting her reputation on the line uh, for me. Uh, over 20 years ago. So, again, this uh, this sucks all the way around. Rest in power. Kind of an interesting story about Conus' mom is that the first time I met her, she was like the first successful black woman that I've ever met in my life. Like, the fact that she, like, had her own home and, like, her, like when I first met Conus, I was like, ah, this dude's rich. Like, he's got all this stuff and this and that. And, and his family was, like, the first family that I met that lived in that that situation, basically. So I mean, she was she was a wonderful woman. Like I, for the little time that I known her, and you know, she just was all around cool for from the sorry, a little choked up. But uh, yeah, she was just awesome, man. You, you had a great mom, and even though I know some of the, the crazy stories, and uh, the fact that she was she was a Jet Beauty of the Week, right? Yeah, she was, and she was a uh, Black Panther. She had like a lot of a lot of stuff she did in her life. You know, I mean, like you like you mentioned, she was pretty successful in her in her career, which is rare, especially back then. You know, for a black woman to be successful and to be in management in the healthcare system, you know, it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. All right, Bean. Well, yeah, there's no easy segue, old, yeah. old ninja. There's no easy. I mean, we have a. I guess this is another public figure. I mean, in y'all's personal life, Cronus's uh, mother was a powerful beacon. But uh, this gentleman here, which I'm about to speak on, he was a civil rights leader. So, civil rights leader and U.S. House Representative member from the state of Georgia, John Lewis, passed away. Uh, he was one of the leaders of the 1963 March on Washington. Uh, he was one of the, he was on the front lines from the March from Selma to Montgomery. Uh, he was an ordained uh, Baptist and minister. 
uh, during the early years of nonviolent protests for equal rights and voters' rights. Uh, he expressed the phrase, good trouble, necessary trouble, which became his catchphrase for the rest of his career. Uh, he was one of the original 13 Freedom Riders, where integrated bus riders rode from Washington to New Orleans. During that time, it was illegal for both whites and blacks to sit next to each other in southern states. Uh, uh, those states enforced segregated riders on public transportation, which they broke and rode for, uh, I believe it was a yearly event. Um, by 1963, Lewis had been arrested 24 times for nonviolent demonstrations and would be arrested again in 2016 and 2009 for protesting the genocide in, in the Sudan. Uh, when Barack Obama was elected president, he was asked what he thought about Barack Obama being in the president's chair. He said, quote, if you ask me whether the election is the fulfillment of Dr. King's dream, I say no. It's just a down payment. This, there's still too many people. 50 years later, there's still too many people that are being left out and left behind, end quote. For 15 years, he sought for the creation of the National Museum of African American Culture. Uh, it finally opened its doors in September of 2016. Uh, he has an autobiography and th several books written about him. He died, he died July 17th. Is that, is that the one in D.C., that museum yes, you mentioned? Yes, it's right now. It's literally adjacent to the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. So uh, uh, his, uh, he was also... No, no, I'm sorry. He died July 17th after six months of pancreatic cancer battle. He was 80. Rest in power as well. All right. Any others? No. Okay. Top two. I thought, I thought there was another. So I thought, uh, wasn't there another one? Like Vivian, CT Vivian or something that passed over? Who she do? Oh, uh, the, the, it was another civil rights leader. You're right, uh, Stitch. I, I yeah. don't have his name. Uh, I don't have his name. Look it up. TV or CT <laughs> Vivian? Um, Another story. I think it was almost on the same day as Lewis, or right around the same day. I, don't, I can't pull up my uh, my Google machine right now, but I know he was another. He's like a minister, uh, civil rights leader during the Dr. King era. Yes, let's see. Oh yeah, he did that the same day. Okay. Uh, he's also from the same city, Atlanta, Georgia. Put his, put his name out there. His, so his see, actual name. His actual name is Cordy Tyndale Vivian. AKA CT Vivian. Uh, he was a civil rights leader. He was a lieutenant and close friend of Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, he died the same day as uh, John Lewis. Um, he has an extensive civil rights career as well, but he has, he's written, or he's either written or featured a book called Black Power and the American Myth, published in 1970. Uh, he was, he was two weeks. Uh, he was ninety six. Big thing about that. Uh, a big thing that I've seen people talk about is uh, how a lot of people are saying uh, to remember all these these civil rights leaders, especially uh, Lewis. But the biggest way to honor them and to uh, to sort of keep their their movement going on is to help uh, stop voter suppression. 
which was one of their biggest causes that they uh, they fought for during the civil rights era, was to make sure that everybody everywhere was uh, entitled and able to vote. So uh, which instead is of just changing your profile uh, picture, go out and, and vote or try to uh, help people that, that are trying to vote. And, and go out to vote. Well, pretty much in voter suppression. You try to try yeah. to figure out ways to, to stop that shit from happening because I mean we where we live we don't have that problem uh, in the Bay Area where where the five of us are at but it, it's not like that when you go places like Georgia uh, Kentucky we've seen examples of uh, just all kinds of shenanigans to try to oppress uh, lower income people from actually using their their American priv- uh, right to vote. There it is. Well said. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> there's a whole lot going on. Uh, well, I would like. We, can we? We're, oh, I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead, speak on it. Yeah, I, 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 I think we can't ignore the the giant thing in the room right now, which is Portland, right? Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, yep. I, tr- trust you me. There, there, you know, there's some nerd stuff we're gonna get into, but. Holy shit, there's uh, federal troops uh, on unwanted in uh, the streets of Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, and uh, according to Trump, uh, going to be going elsewhere, other cities like Chicago and, and many more with this uh, Operation Legend. Um, yeah, there's a... In unmarked, in unmarked yeah. vehicles, um, basically rounding people up. Rounding, uh, rounding protesters up, um, doing things that do seem against the Constitution completely, and are uh, authoritarian and fascist and uh, all the way around evil and wrong. I want to get you guys' take on this. This seems like some big, ugly shit. What say y'all? Who want to start? Yeah, I guess. Um, so, no, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Real go quick. Let's go to start. It's not even just against the Constitution. It's actually against the Geneva Conventions. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand how Trump thinks he's going to get away with this. But um, so, first of all, when when you're having uniformed combatants, which is what they are, but they're not marked by who they are supposed to be, I'm fairly certain that's against the Geneva Conventions. Even though you might want to say it's not wartime, but it kind of is. You're not supposed to. You're not. Any single law enforcement officer or military person needs to be clearly identifiable that they are part of some sort of federal or state or local law enforcement. If they don't do that, that's a serious problem. And they're they're going they're going to this can go to like really bad places by every single person that is uniformed and not showing who they're staffed with. Because to be honest, like they're going to meet the wrong kind of people in Portland. You're getting lucky because people yeah. in Portland are mostly civil and they're you know and they're pretty peaceful protesting yeah there is some rioting there but um the people that they picked that they snatched up um they were peaceful protesting if they go into the wrong city those people in those uniforms are going to get killed because they're not clearly identifying that they're with law enforcement and if people don't seem to recognize that that's an issue you're fucking stupid um what if somebody that was not didn't have a badge on them pulled you over and snatched you out of your car what would you do like seriously all right somebody just rolled up on you was like hey you gotta do this and they're like who the fuck are you and they don't answer they start assaulting you that's just assault like at, at no point in time do they have any sort of um qualified immunity any sort of special rights because you don't know who the fuck they are so you have the, you have the right to defend yourself against these people if they do if they are not identifying themselves 
as part of law enforcement and that should be clearly shown on the uniforms and they're not even doing it and that's fucking wrong this is like seriously gestapo tactics tactics here in america meanwhile people want to talk about you know the erosion of our rights with mass like this is <laughs> I, I mean come on are you fucking for real you're getting you're getting snatched up by secret police that's what yep. this is so y'all go ahead and weigh in I know that they were protesting with the whole Black Lives Matters and stuff, but like, did the government say like, or not the government, but did like the governor be like, oh hey, we need support or this and that, or this just no, no, like, hey, no. I'm gonna send somebody here because I, I I can't even think of anything like bad that's happened in Portland, Oregon. Like, I see, I hear stuff happening down in the south with people like you know tearing down like uh, Confederate flag statues or whatever. But like, you know, Portland, Oregon's like, what the fuck is, what, what's going on there? Like, there's nothing, there's no need for this. And the fact that they're like snatching up people is fucking ridiculous. And it's just, again, President Trump using, abusing his power. And it's not even power that he should have. Like, you know, this is definitely against like people's civil rights. And, you know, the fact that people out there being peaceful, protesting, doing their, their constitutional right, like using their first amendment and stuff like that, and them being bagged away and stuff like that, that should hell fucked up. That shit stop. I think it's sort of a continuation from what we saw going on in Seattle, where Seattle pretty much was sort of had a, uh, a Hamsterdam kind of uh, region of the city uh, closed off to pretty much no police, no whatever, we're going to run stuff. And a lot of people were, all, were up in arms and pissy about that. Um, now, I don't know what exactly is going on in Portland that provoked this whole sort of, uh, we need the federal government to, to get there now. So I, I don't know if they were, they didn't want another Seattle situation. I don't think the Seattle situation is bad at any means whatsoever. I mean, it was just sort of, they they locked it down and, and the police were just like, all right, we'll come take back the police station when, when it's whatever. And, and the people were just there, just sort of hanging out, chilling and, and doing whatever. Um, now, this whole police thing, that's, the, I mean, it's crazy. Um, it seems like they're trying to do, like, loopholes because they're, the people that are dressed up in these uniforms, then uh, they're, like, heavy fatigued out and everything. It's almost like a SWAT uh, camouflage uniform, like BDU pants camouflage with, uh, like, Velcro patches. But the thing is about that is, like, and I was watching several of the videos to try to see who it was that, like, what agency these people are with. And the patches that they are wearing are camouflaged also. So it's it's almost like an alternate jersey uniform kind of deal, where it's like normally if you encounter a police officer, they're in normally blue or black outfit with their colorful, easy to, to read patch saying whatever city, uh, county, state, agency it is that they're with, and then their badge with their badge number and everything. So you, that kind of stands out. So, but with these people, everything is just all in like some like sandstorm camo. You can't really see it unless you're like two inches from them and trying to read the patch, which I mean, and, and they'll have like those, those, it'll say police on the back. So you kind of be like, all right, I guess they're police. I mean, they're armed like police. It says police but I don't know who exactly they are. I can't put a name on them. So there's no accountability. You, you can't just be like, oh yeah, my brother, he was snatched up by some guy and said police on his Velcro things. It, it doesn't work like that. Now you have no idea. You can't just be like, oh, it was 
Portland Police Department or it was Eugene Police Department or it was Oregon State Police that took him. It, it's really a cloak of mystery now in terms of like how these people are operating and who's giving them orders. Um, what I've read and uh, seen briefly, I didn't, I didn't really see any stuff on the news today because I was just handling all kinds of other stuff. Uh, but Oregon's, the mayor of uh, Portland is not down with this. I haven't heard what the governor specifically has said, so it's they're, almost they're as if... They're suing the federal government. Okay. So it, it really almost is an invasion because you are supposed to separate states' rights from the federal government. The federal government is not supposed to intercede into state business unless there is some sort of declared natural uh, state of emergency. And we've talked about it before, that the governor of said state has to declare state emergency for the federal government to come in. It's like you have to call, pick up the bat phone be like, yo, I need you to come here, and then they come. They just can't just roll up in there on their own and everything, and it seems to be that Trump and that our federal government has tried to find several loopholes to try to circumvent that process. Um, it specifically, we talked about a couple weeks ago, I guess a couple months ago, when um, he pulled that act out of, out of, the, out of nowhere. Uh, I believe it was during his whole Bible uh, press yeah. uh, photo shoot. Where he, he, he I forget the name it's of the insurrection act. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he, it's, so I don't know if he if he found something deep in the the library vault of rules that he's dusted off the cobwebs to try to justify what he's doing. But to me, this looks highly fucked up or whatever. And I, I mean, I'm pretty well knowledgeable on on like laws and, and legal rules in terms of like what police can do. This doesn't see this see just reeks really really bad and is dangerous yeah highly, and, highly dangerous. and the fact that they're out there wearing, can i put out one more quick go ahead oh, go ahead go ahead well, the fact they're out there wearing military uniforms is putting people in the military at risk i mean because you don't know who the mm -hmm. fucking people are so that, this is another issue yep. that i have it's just like you, you're putting people at risk that should not be at risk because they're, you're making them wear the uniform in a, a branch they're not even fucking in they're, they're wearing acus this is what the the, um, the army wears when they go out in the in employee, actually, they, that's part of the normal uniform anyway. It's, it's their camis, their ACUs, and they, they need to stop doing that. They need to identify who the fuck they're with. And if they're not with the fucking army, then they need to identify who the fuck they are with. If it's with the FBI, Homeland Security, whatever the fuck, stop wearing that fucking uniform. Big, uh, big uh, other point I want to point out, uh, and I don't know if it's been said already, they're in unmarked vehicles as yeah. well. So, literally, a minivan with no fucking plates. And you're putting American citizens who have not been read rights into these unmarked vehicles and going, who the fuck knows where? Yeah. That that sounds to me, and Kronos kind of alluded to this, but it really sounds to me like kidnapping. If you really boil it down, it is. If you're not, if you if if you're not the police, you're not arresting somebody. You're not reading them their rights. You're not. Uh, you don't have any badge on, and you're go, uh, you're in an unmarked vehicle going to an undisclosed location. All of those facts lead me to one logical conclusion, which is state-sponsored kidnapping. In order for you to legally arrest someone, you have to declare that you are an uh, officer of some sort of law enforcement agency. It has to be clearly identified, which to me, this is yeah. not the case. And you have to tell that person, you are under arrest. Yeah. And from what I've seen on these videos, they're just rolling up in the in the the blacked out SUV, uh, all tinted out, hopping out, grabbing people in formation, and then 
swooping them in the van and they got other officers covering them with their their uh their rifles just making sure that nobody tries to to buck back against them and then they go off into the night and i i, I think i saw something it might be like department of homeland the uh dhs department yeah okay so i guess they they sort of maybe done process of elimination by saying yes then when they, when people start asking questions like yo is this state police and they're like nah this ain't us is this local police nah this ain't us and they i guess sort of figured out it, this agency under the the control of dick state hold uh, that to get in here go ahead so uh to give you insight about how i came across this this scenario uh because I, I got a couple friends that live out in the portland area and it was like about two weeks ago I'm hearing about this like through text and Twitter and whatever, and I'm like, well, what? Well, I'm like, this doesn't sound, this doesn't sound real, right? This doesn't sound like this would happen. And then I start to see videos of citizens in the city saying, "Hey, can you people, meaning the internet, help us and identify who these people are? Um, this is happening to my friend, and this has been happening for a few days now." So more people were starting to videotape it, and it wasn't in any print. I didn't see any major news outlet, nothing talking about this. And there's people all over Portland saying, hey, this is happening to my friends, my family. Like, can we can't identify them. We don't know who they work for. We don't even know if they're legit or if they're some kind of militia. And I saw one video that stood out to me where there's a guy, he's just walking across the street, and these two dudes in the in the sandstorm camo with like automatic weapons they look like m4 carbines they just come up to him they ask him like one or two questions because you can hear him and he the guy asked what did i do what did i do they're all come with us he's all well what did i do and they escort him to this like minivan and the van has not there's nothing on it it's just like a plain van and like the guy who's recording was saying they released his friend but he believes that if he was not recording them, they would have took him to some undisclosed location. He wouldn't have heard from for at least a few days. And then other people were corroborating similar stories. So it was like, this can't be real. And then I think today I was reading a Newsweek article claiming that this agency has come out and said that they are part of Homeland Security and that they were authorized to be there. But then they keep like kind of stitch was saying they found loopholes to explain why they're there they won't give the exact reason on why they're there and they're going to continue to be there and none of that makes sense but people are out there and then today um i guess it looked like swat but apparently they're part of the dhs because it doesn't say police on their uniform but they're literally beating a guy with the nightstick on his leg and he's still standing there and then someone sprays his face he has a mask on. They spray uh, his face with that presumed that to be maze. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Not and he, but man. that guy walks away. Yeah. There's literally like five or six officers yeah. or quote unquote law enforcement over this one guy, and they're literally abusing him. So the guy that walked away is, is an older white guy, right? Tall guy. Yeah. And he's like taller than everyone, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually he, he's a Navy vet, and he actually came on the news, and he was saying how you know. He got beat up, but he needs to. We need to get the focus back on Black Lives Matter because. Um, this is this is his words. Is that he said that you know mm -hmm. I got beat up as an old white guy, but do you think if it was if it was like a black veteran that was that got beat up, 
what what you'd be doing one on one interview and the lady was like well I don't know he's like well I know and the answer is no you wouldn't so please get the get all your um, focus back on Black Lives Matter and not just on some old white guy this is his words not mine you can yep. look at the video um, yeah because I guess he walked up to him asking a question and they just like started hitting yeah, they him. just wailed on him yeah wailed like, like on his leg and he was fine like, yeah like he, he was like he took it like a like a man, like he was just like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he did yeah. like a beef. Yeah, he was. He like, did. He's like, fuck your little fucking nightstick. But apparently, yeah, he, his, his arm. I think his arm was broken because when when he's in the video, his arm is in like a mm -hmm. soft cast. Um, mm -hmm. He's like a, he's a he's an older guy. He's probably like in his sixties or seventies. So and damn. Like, if they want, doesn't he like doesn't he like flip him off it like he when he walks away? He, he does. Like, yeah, yeah, he does. He does. But I mean, but he took that beating. Yeah, like he that. literally. He literally took it like, and they sprayed his face. He just like ate it up like it was like, like it was fucking yeah. Febreze or some shit. He didn't give a shit. This is what what's crazy to me is that people, you know, the government is is answering these these protests. And I, don't get me wrong, there's riots and there's other looting and shit like that too, which obviously those things need to need to stop. But what's not going to stop it? What's definitely not going to stop it are these tactics. It's not going to stop it. It's just going to reinvigorate every single one of these protests and lootings and and fucking. And riots. There's no other way. This country was founded on a revolution. I think that the government should be well served to remember this shit. Is that it was started on a revolution, and also, you know, part way through our nation growing, we went through a civil war. Both of those things are not impossible in today's terms, because you're you're laying down the foundations of the reason why we first had a revolution and got away from, you know, from English rule, and then the other one is through the continuous oppression of uh, an ethnic minority, and that causes civil war. So I don't understand how I think they're gonna win on both of these points, because historically, they're gonna fucking lose at some point, because you can only push a population in one direction for so long before they start fighting back. And it's not even just the small population, because it's, it's, it's a coalition of multi-ethnic groups that are coming together in solidarity for one or a few groups that are being you know, oppressed over the past, you know, hundreds of years. So, yeah. I, I will just say this. Um, I'm right there with you. Um, and I give a shout out to Portland moms, Portland dads, uh, any anti-fascism group, because that's what this really is leading down on that slippery slope. And then at the same time, I'm also going to say, you know, look, you know, there's a lot of Americans that have been uh, very vocal about uh, tyranny coming from uh, the federal government. Well, you have it here. You definitely Ooh. fucking have it here with an abuse of rights and, and overreach of the federal government literally going into a city uh, and a state where they are not wanted by the local authorities and not reading rights and having secret police. You you know, you talk about government, uh, government overreach, again, government abuse of power and tyranny. Here it is. I, this should be pissing off everybody. But especially if you're someone who has been talking about, uh, you know, tyranny this, tyranny that. Well, this is tyranny. But no, I mean, they're, they're not. Because it's the, these people that are on, you know, unfortunately, most of the people on the right um, that are trying to call out tyranny with masks, but they won't call out actual tyranny with people getting fucking secreted away into some un undisclosed location. They're fucking so silent on these issues. It, it's it's amazing to me that they I, people in the, the people that I know in the military are silent on this. But meanwhile, they're mad about masks and they might think that COVID-19 is a hoax. But it's like, you can see all this shit happening right now. I mean, this is, 
things that are happening, I've said it again, I've said it before on the podcast, things that are happening in America right now, we would send the military over to stop somebody from doing. Yep. Let that sink in. We really would. Yep. And we have. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Certainly. And it, it feels like this is some stuff that you would see in one of those banana republics, not the uh, retail store that sells <laughs> the high-priced Gap stuff, but like a fake uh, democracy, um, truly something under a dictatorship or authoritarian rule, truly under some fascist bullshit. Like, those like, are the countries that tend to have secret police that aren't accountable to anybody, rounding up citizens they don't like for whatever political fucking reason, you, and you just saying, bye-bye, you're, you're gone into the gulag, the mystery gulag, you know, peace out. Dude, it's funny because this, this sounds like China. It sounds like what, yeah, what or, people or in Soviet China, Russia. They'll have their protests. North Korea. They would show up and, you know, people get arrested even though they're peacefully, peacefully protesting. Like, a lot of, like, when people are being snatched up or, like, um, like, even when the coronavirus first was starting to, like, hit, like, people were kind of messaging people through the We, was the WeChat app. And, like, I guess the government was finding about that, and they, like, shut that down for a little bit so people couldn't spread the word. And that's basically what it sounds like our government's doing. Oh, man. People. I mean, what, man. What's, what's crazy is that, you know, people want to talk about the Constitution, but it's like, listen, we have a Constitution, but we also have amendments. If you want to, I'll break down amendments for you in layman's terms. Amendments is where the federal government realized that they fucked up on a particular issue, and they amended it to yep. fix that issue. What was the First Amendment right? It's a freedom of speech. Yep. So this is like this is where the federal government realizes they, they fucked up, and people need to have the right to speak their fucking mind. And the fact that yep. that we have covert operatives in America that are suppressing our First Amendment right is is a serious fucking problem. I don't understand why more people are not upset about this because um, it's a serious issue. If you want to talk about your for your constitutional rights, that that should that should include the amendments. Because that's part of the Constitution. They're amended to the Constitution. Correct. Absolutely correct. Um, it's pissing me off. It's breaking news. And here's the other thing, too, guys. Um, Trump ha is, is overtly indicating that this policy, this it's known as Operation Legend, up, is yeah. going to not only continue, but be uh, escalated into additional cities, which... <laughs> Um, I mean, look, this this is going this whole thing is going downhill, man. It's not going to end well. If Portland is just the begin, if Portland is just the beginning, if it is just the beginning, holy fuck! Hold on to your butts, man. Well, they're talking about going into Chicago, which I'm. Oh, oh my god! Good fucking luck. Good luck going to Chicago. You are not going to go into, into certain neighborhoods in Chicago. You're not going to find any real success there. Of people that are first of all wary of any fucking sort of police at all second of all they're armed even though they're illegally armed but they're still fucking armed so if you want to go in there and start trying to kick ass and law and order that's not how you do it in that city it's never worked in that city and it's not going to work with the way that you're doing because you roll up on somebody like a bunch of fucking uh you know gang members that are armed and you roll up on them with fucking unmarked car they're gonna fucking kill you they're gonna kill you yep. They have no problem killing the fucking kids. You think they have no problem kill yeah. shooting somebody that's rolling up on them with fucking weapons? No. I mean, come on now. Yeah. This is fucking, this is yeah. stupid ass shit. Yes, parts of Chicago is a problem. But you do not deal with that problem 
using quote-unquote law and order which is excessive force that's never going to work there it never has worked there these these literally seem like tactics you would that you heard um about the u.s government or the u.s military using it to pacify parts of like vietnam yeah. you know what i mean like li literally that these this is the kind of language and operations that you heard about uh, which wasn't, you know, wasn't right all then either. But when you're talking about a domestic situation, it's a powder keg that, uh, yeah. And I, I th this has a potential. I know I've said on here, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, foresee ever a, a civil war or whatever. Holy fucking shit, man! I might have to eat my goddamn words if this has <laughs> gonna lace me off. It's getting close, man. Holy Again? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's. I, cause imagine if he does his operation cinder uh star wars reference but if he does this to chicago atlanta if he comes to the bay imagine they do he this shit in the bay like he said oakland as well well this is the yeah, right. this is the problem I, like the nra which you know what i've noticed they've been fucking dead silent on this whole issue well all these motherfuckers that talk about oh well you know i'm my second amendment rights my first amendment rights all my fucking rights they're dead fucking silent in this shit because they know that they're not coming for them. But they should be fucking worried. Because what if they do something that's wrong? You know what I mean? What if they are part of the other side of the group where um, the government's coming for them? I don't see them fighting those rights anymore. They're only fighting to keep themselves comfortable. That's it. If it's somebody else, it's fine. But if, if this is like literally the fucking thing where with, with the... I forget the, the famous Jewish fucking uh, saying where it's just like... You know, the, yeah, the quote where they're talking about, you know, they came for the fucking basically everybody and then they were out of allies and they came from then they yeah. came from me and i was fucked this is what's happening yep. here in america right now and the fact that i don't see these quote-unquote patriots saying shit about this shows me how much of a patriot you actually are you're you're not a fucking patriot you're just a fucking coward that wants to be comfortable for the rest of your fucking life you're not about fucking fighting for the rights of all your people you're not about any of that shit you're just about being comfortable in your own fucking life and the fact that the federal government is making you more comfortable by suppressing other people. It's a fucking problem. Stop it. Yep. I love it. I, and big shout out, big shout out, uh, to, uh, the female protesters in Portland. Um, some of them going completely fucking nude, which, uh, I'm always in favor of and being <laughs> like, come arrest me, come arrest this hairy fucking twat. I love it. <laughs> it shut it down though. Didn't it? It shut it down. Though. <laughs> it did. They need, They're they, like, they, need to, they need to have Mandingo come out there and be like, hey, look at this big old dick. Don't shut everything down. Like, no, I'm not going to fucking grab this guy. He's got a, he's got a fucking baby. That's large as the baby arm, by the way. His fucking dick is huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. it's crazy because I remember when I went to Vegas, um, I met a guy who was part of the Mandingo tribe, and I was like, man, get out of here with that bullshit. And apparently, it is an actual. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, that that would make uh that would not be a fun conversation for me to have with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like you were what? Yeah, that that sounds like it's going all the way bad. I'm taking um, <laughs> Yeah, let's let's switch it up on some nerd shit, guys. Uh, these Xbox fans have been talking <laughs> all kind of fucking shit ever since the PS5 launch uh, reveal. They have been climbing on Al Gore's internet, talking madness about how the PS5, no way possible, 
could do the technical uh, ability. It could have the technical ability to do 60 frames per second, 4K graphics, uh, 4K uh, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not a spec guy, but I think yeah. it was the, the 60 frames per second, 4K stuff. Yeah. Insomniac Games, who made uh, this Miles Morales, a uh, new game that's dropping on PS5 exclusively later this year, said, fuck what you talk about, Xbox. This game does exactly that, 60 frames per second, swing through the city as Miles Morales, 4K, 60 frames per second, eat a dick. What say y'all? Yeah, I mean, I talked about it, you know, on a few podcasts ago, that the the thing about the PS5 that is kind of re- it's going to revolutionize gaming is their SS- the, u- the utilization of their SSD architecture. And I broke down like the actual technical specs a while ago, but it, basically they're utilizing it. So every game that you're playing right now is designed um, for a spinning hard drive, okay? And so there's a thing called seek time where like literally every game is designed to have seek time for a game. That's why you get load screens. That's why you get uh, drawn in textures. That's why you get all this, all this other shit because the actual spinning disc on your hard drive, it has, that, it has to fucking find the information that you want, pull it out, and then render it into the game. And with the PS5, they're actually utilizing the SSD the way it's supposed to be utilized for because it's actually pretty much as fast as your RAM, which is fast as fuck. So they're going to eliminate that. They're going to not even write into the code. If, if you write a game for the PS5, you don't need to write in code to, to compensate for seek time. You can just say, hey, these are the elements that you need and you can get them immediately. So whenever you want them, here's where they are and you can get them. And so it's going to make shit a whole lot faster. For it, it's going, it's likely going to make PCs slower than the PS5 for a while until PCs start writing games in the same sort of manner where they can actually utilize SSD architecture, which they're not doing right now at all. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the Xbox isn't doing shit, isn't doing anything like that. They have a whole bunch of other stuff that that's innovative, sort of, but they also don't have games. Like they don't have. Um, first party games so nobody's running games specifically for the new xbox they're they're not and there's nothing new for them to do that would make their version of a game better than the ps5 version of the game and so that's where the xbox is going to get stuck i think this might be the last generation of xbox unless they come up with with like some serious first party titles because i mean listen the the game the console sells like shit in japan it sells like shit in most of Asia. It does great in America. It does moderately well in America. It's, not, it's never been number one. You know. And they're giving no gamers an actual reason to buy the new console. Like, I don't have a reason to buy the new... Why the fuck would I buy the, the new Xbox One X? Or the new... What do they call it? That's what it's called, right? The Xbox One X? The one box or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's literally no reason for me to buy that fucking console. None. But they loved to hate on the PS5 specs, and all they did was speculate. I've heard it for weeks that it wasn't possible to do the 60, the 60 frames per second. And I was like, really? They didn't say that? And then all, all of a sudden, that, that, that bullshit mythology was crushed this week. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead, old ninja. Is that the, the new Xbox name? Yeah. Go oh, ahead, no. old ninja. I yeah, no, I just feel like you're, yeah, I just feel like you're in your troll den- dungeon a little bit too much, because I guess trolls hang out with other trolls, because when the specs were, re- were released for both systems, both of them can do 4K. It literally says 
when they were when they talked about the the specs before revealing what the console looked like that both systems can do 4K. So I don't know who you're talking to that said that they can't that the PS5 couldn't no, do 4K. It's, it's 4K the only 60 thing, frames per second. That was the yeah. So there's 4K 60 frames versus 4K 120 frames, but really no. that's really no. That's not that's you're misunderstanding, man. They were saying that the um, the PS5 could only do 4K at 30 frames per second. That's what the Xbox folks were saying. Yeah. Uh, there's so I I didn't even hear that. I never even heard anyone say anything about that. But I saw the specs that said it could do 4K in 60. I saw the specs for the Xbox Series X saying it can do 4K at 120. But like Cronus already said, it's really about the games. Like it basically comes down for the system that you're buying. What are you playing? And I mean, on the Xbox, there there will be Halo Infinite. Um, apparently, there's going to be another Fable, which is supposed to be showcased next week. Um, there's rumors that there's going to be another Alan Wake. So there's some stuff that I'm looking forward to that I'm hoping gets showcased uh, when they do their um, whatever they're calling it, their event in the next like eight days or whatever. So oh, oh, so we'll see. Hold on, oh, this, this is the problem. What you just said, yeah, they're going to have first party games. But the problem is they've even admitted. Within the first year, they're not going to have any first-party games. No. Well, I think they said the first two years. Yeah, not yeah. Year, first like two years. How do you expect to be successful <laughs> having no first-party games for the first two years? What the fuck? I get mad with uh, fucking. I, I get mad when Sony announces the the latest fucking Metal Gear and it gets pushed back by two years. I still have other games to play, but I still get mad about that shit. But now you tell me I have literally zero games to play on my Xbox One X for two fucking years? Why the fuck? Why yeah. would you buy it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and and uh, let me just add, and I, again, I know, you know, everybody knows my allegiances uh, to pretty much Sony and PS4 and, and going to be PS5, but... Even the Halo Infinite, which is your big, like, basically your Mario um, with Master Chief, that's on PC, right? Uh, um, um, the probably. Master Chief. There, I think there's one version of it that is the Master Chief Collection just no, recently but this came to PC. Is it Infinite a PC game as well, right, right off the bat? Oh, it's going to be on three systems. So it'll be Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. I don't think it's going to be on Xbox One. Uh, they uh, Phil Sp- Spencer, uh, the head of head of Xbox or Xbox Live, whatever the fuck title he has, he's literally stated it will be on the Xbox One. That's hilarious to me. So two years after a new console comes out, they're gonna make a game for the old console. That seems like poor business decisions to me. That 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 sounds. When does Infinite? When does Infinite drop? Is that is that? It's gonna when be. When does Infinite? Drop? It's gonna be at least two years after. The fucking Xbox One X comes out. So two years from now. Oh, wow. So 2020. Oh, no. The X, uh, Halo Infinite? Uh, I thought it has a November release. No. I'm not oh, we, we already just oh, established wow. on this that they're going to have no first party games for at least two years. I thought it was at least one year. Oh. But you already you already said on here, oh, Ninja, that it's going to be at yeah, least two years. Yeah, they were saying two years. Two years yeah, out. That's so 2022, man. Like, RIP Xbox. Damn. It, I, it, it, I it, could okay so to, in that to me go ahead yeah i was just gonna say to me if you're gonna put down four five six hundred dollars for a console everybody knows 
you want some new hotness that's gonna make your eyes melt right off the bat. Like when you open up the box, you're like, what's my new current gen game gonna be that's gonna melt my eyes and I get to play with my friends? If you don't have that within two years, ugh, I'm a Kronos on this one. I have the second that. Yeah, and, and I own all the consoles. I've owned all the consoles for the past two, three generations. Yeah. I own them all. Uh, you know, when there's a game that's good on any of them, I'll play them. But you need to have a reason for me to fucking play your console. And for me right now, it's going to break the streak of me owning all the consoles because I don't have a reason to fucking buy the Xbox One. There's, there's nothing that makes a game better on the Xbox One X than on a PS5. Like, there, there's nothing there. When's the last time you, you played the, your uh, Xbox One? Uh, two and a half years ago, maybe? <laughs> is it still in the box? Yeah, it's still in the box since I moved. What am I going to play on there? What new games have come out on the fucking console that I want to play? I'm sorry. There's one game I want to play on there that I probably will get, and it's uh, the latest Gears of War. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll play that There's one. two of them. Yeah. Those definitely fun. Yeah, that's not enough. Not enough, especially oh. with, especially with X, uh, our PlayStation. In general, every month or two, it seems like they have some type of exclusive hotness. Because speaking of which, I know Kronos on Ghost of Tsushima, right? That I am. Um, is everybody else playing the game? Mine, mine's no. coming. Mine's coming tomorrow. Okay. But go ahead. So I didn't fuck up this time, and I actually went through i i dropped amazon from doing my game delivery because they kept fucking up so i went back to gamestop and so i had the same day delivery it cost ten dollars more i don't give a shit um i got it this, the day it came out and honestly because of all the shit that's been happening over excuse me over the past week ghost of tsushima has been really like a highlight of my life at this point in time because i go there's only so much that i can do right now to stay busy it's this is my life right now okay i get up in the morning I play Ghost of Tsushima, I take a break, I do some yoga, then I play Ghost of Tsushima again, then after a while I'll ride the fucking Peloton bike, then I'll play Ghost, I'll, I'll, then I'll start drinking after I put, do the fucking bike ride, Ghost of Tsushima again, and then once I get tired enough in the evening, I'll fucking do some more yoga, and then maybe play Ghost of Tsushima again, but that's what I do, that's my life right now, so I'm on a fucking, uh, a fucking depression loop, but Ghost of Tsushima wow. is, is, is helping me out. <laughs> Like, so, uh, back to quick gaming. Looks like Halo Infinite is supposed to release this year, the end of this year, and their showcase is tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. We'll see. Anyway, oh, back yeah. to the game you can play right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Ghost of Tsushima is that is it's a really, really good game. It took me a minute to realize how good it it is, um, only because like there's like a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the game that I didn't. I understood it, but I thought the game was like way smaller than it was supposed to be, than than what 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 I initially saw it to be. I thought it was much smaller, <laughs> but then I got to a point to where it opens up a new area, and then I realized, oh shit, there's way more shit to do in this game. So this is probably gonna take me sixty hours, more than that maybe, to to beat. Because I'm going through like all the side quests. I'm just enjoying everything on there. So. If you're wondering about the game, it's basically like uh, it's like Red Dead Redemption Two meets uh, Infamous. Yeah. Sold. So, yeah, that that's basically what it is. Like basically, 
Like, just think about being, like, a fucking cowboy, but you have a fucking sword, and you just go through and just fucking tear through people's bodies. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking fun to, like, go through and, like, they have, like, this whole system of, um, whether to basically be, like, more like a ninja or to be more like a samurai. And so, unless you're, like, deeply steeped mm-hmm. in, like, Japanese culture, you probably don't understand, like, what the two differences are. There's a huge difference. And they tell it in this game. You know, they don't call them ninjas. They say thieves, which is basically what a, a ninja kind of is, but sort of not. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. Like, the combat gets it, it starts off as sort of simplistic but then it gets more and more complicated as you progress through the game you get more and more tools to use in the game you get more and more like stances to use in the game and it's really well done um because like when i first started playing i was like okay combat it's okay but i'm basically doing the same shit to kill everybody but then later later on the game they give you like different styles of enemies that you have to face and depending on what stance you use, you might get fucked up, like real easy. Mm-hmm. Like in, earlier on in the game, it's, you gotta seem like you're really good, or you seem like you're fucking shitty as shit, because you can you can die with, within like three seconds in the game if you fuck up. Like seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm not a, a bloodborne, blood souls, whatever fucking style fan. It's not <laughs> it's not that difficult, but you just have to learn. Um, what enemy you're facing and then like what style to use and, and like and to change your tactics and mm. the way they teach you how to do that over time is very um, is very well done because later on in the game you have to basically fight like these these early on in the game you're fighting you're fighting like Mongols and bandits and shit but then you have to fight like some fucking basically like Ronin those like rogue samurai and then shit gets fucking complicated, yeah. like how you, how the fuck you fight them, and then you have to look at like your whole like, your setup on like, what techniques do you have to use, what uh, tools do you have to use, and also your armor and your blades and shit like that. Like so, the whole progression system gets like much more complicated, much more complicated later on in the game. I don't expect this game, and I haven't played it yet, but I don't expect it to have anywhere close to the story of The Last of Us, but what do you think of the story so far? Yeah, so the story is definitely not The Last of Us. I mean, which is which is okay, because The Last of Us was fucking, was heavy. I mean, Last of Us 2, and Last of yeah. Us the first one was heavy. This one is not as heavy. It's still deep, but it's really steeped in Japanese culture. So, hmm. and it's one of the things that I like. And it's like the, the fact that he's like sort of breaking the samurai code to defeat the enemy. Um, you know, he, he has to like break his code of honor. Which is a difficult thing for someone to deal with. If you don't even recognize what the fuck that is, then you're probably just play the game as however the fuck you want to play. <laughs> but for me, it's just like honestly, I feel bad about like going around like assassinating people. I'm like, why don't I just do some samurai shit? And you could do some samurai shit. Like this, what, the coolest part of this fucking game is the standoffs. It's literally mm-hmm. when you run up on somebody, like, what fucking set you claim? Oh, not mine. I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> Like seriously, you do that shit, and like you go through it. You can you can literally uh, uh, like eliminate, like for me, I can I can kill, I can insta kill, four people in a row, mm-hmm. and it's just like and they're done, and like the rest of them might be terrified. They might start running away, and as they run, I fucking nice. I shoot them in the head because I have arrows. I don't give a fuck. Um, but nice. if, if you want to sneak around, you don't got to do stunts at all. You can go around just assassinating people. 
you know, being really sneaky, poisoning them, poisoning them, and all that shit. Just depends on how you want to play. Have you have you messed around with the uh, the black and white mode? Uh, I haven't because uh, I don't I don't know if you can switch back and forth. Um, so when you go to the mm -hmm. black and white mode, um, it changes everything um, from English so, dub to subtitled in Japanese plus black and white. Which if I play the okay. game again, I will definitely do that. Um, but the problem mm -hmm. is, is that. You know me about sub versus dub. I'm usually a subtitle guy, but as an American um, that knows a bunch of Japanese American actors, there's actually actors that I can see in the game that I fucking know from their face. Oh wow! Yeah, there's like one guy who's an archer, and I know the guy from his face alone. And he was in um, shit. I think he was in Lost and a couple of other shows that I used to oh, watch. Oh, Daniel Day Kim? No, no, not him, because that that guy's Korean. All right, old ninja. Uh, anyway, you raised your <laughs> It's it's a, I forget his fucking name. But it's fine. Yeah, it's it's another guy. He's an older guy, and he has like bags under his I know eyes. who you're talking about. The one from Lost that was uh, the old guy in the '70s in the in the in the the encampment kind of the tunnel guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the game. It's like really interesting to see like somebody that you know as an actor as his likeness in a game, talking as himself, yeah. you know, and it's like and it's really cool. So, but I will play the game again, likely. I'll probably platinum this game because it's really easy. Not easy. It's easier to platinum Sucker Punch games because they give you like a, a clear path to get to everything. So in this game, nice. what's really cool is like the way that they show you how to get to shit. And they use the power of nature to show you how to get to shit. They don't use like traditional fucking like waypoints. No map. <laughs> no. Well, you have a map, but what happens is when you pull up the map and you say, "I, I want to go here," there's no waypoints. What mm. happens is the wind tells you where to go. That's so, fucking artful. Yeah. So as you're like riding around, fucking <laughs> Well, like as you're rolling around, like all like the wind, like you can see the wind direction, like with the either like visibly sort of through like you know swooshes or whatever, or just looking at the grass and like the trees. Wow. And like all this other shit, it, it, it kind of gently points you on where to go, you know. And there's also like as you're running around, there's also other nature things that are really cool to do. Like every now and again, you'll hear like this bird in your in your like peripheral, and you look around. There's like this yellow bird that will show you secrets that are around you. And there's also like foxes that'll do the same deal. Like a if you get to a fox den, the fox will get you to they'll jump up and down, be like, hey, follow me, and you follow them to like this uh, this fox shrine. And you get stuff that'll unlock other stuff in the game for you by following like these nature type things. And I think it's like a really cool way to progress in a game is just like just through following nature. It's like it's really neat. It was kind of when you first start playing, it's kind of weird. But then all of a sudden, like you'd be running around, it's like why is everything like flowing in one direction? I'm, I'm and I'm not going in that direction. Yeah. And you realize, oh, like Did intuitively this... go that direction. This literally sounds like some Miyazaki Studio Ghibli. Uh, you know, Howl's Moving Castle in in the form of a samurai game in terms of the wind and foxes that, like leading you. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been thoroughly enjoyable and doing like the duels are fucking crazy because like they're the duels are basically boss battles and I mm -hmm. thought it was just for bosses but it's not. Because like later on in the game you could do it. I mean, they're still technically bosses but you can do it for like other sorts of events besides like progressing the main story. Which is really cool, and all like the duels, are, like incredibly like um, nail biting fights because they're all 
different sorts. They, they all have different styles. And you have to learn how yeah. to, like, really address their styles. And, like, some of the some of the boss battles, small spoiler alert, but you can learn the style they're using. Like, they... Wait, like, wait, like Kakashi? You the, you the yeah. copycat ninja? Yes. Like, oh. there's, there's techniques in the game that you only learn through doing duels, and as uh, Jin watches them do their, like, ultimate technique... He like learns their ultimate technique and then uses it against them and then you get to keep it forever. Okay, wait. If you're telling me right now that I get the Sharingan, I'm gonna fucking flip out. <laughs> I mean, it basically is like the the copycat technique. Cause like and honestly, some of them are fucking it makes the game so much better. <laughs> Cause like there's times where you're getting fucked up. Like, you know what? We bust up that fucking ultimate attack and just start fucking people up. Mm -hmm. It will fucking eliminate a bunch of enemies at one time, or at least one. And it's like one I have right now. It's called like the, the dance of the wraith or something like that. And you can kill like fucking three, four people, in like the matter of three seconds. Dude, one of my favorite animes is um is Ronin Kenshin or Samurai X. I think it's called in Japan. Yeah. Is this does this have similar like style of sword fight as that does, or is it like a whole different type of thing? No. Yes. So what's cool? I'm like, the now. I'm so, like, so yeah. So with with Kenshin, he did like the whole um. I forget the, like his main. I haven't watched the show in forever, but like his main. The Bato side, or he had the reverse blade. Yeah, he had the reverse blade, but like his main thing was like he would keep the blade sheathed, and he could like release it so fast that it would fuck yeah. people up, right? So you literally have that fucking technique in the game. Nice. Where oh, sure. you can like you can whip that shit out, and it's just like instant death or instant massive damage, and you, but you have to learn it. Dude, that that literally sounds like some anime swordsman fucking epicness oh, right yeah. there it's so much fun and like there's like little things in the game that i started noticing for playing it so much like there was a, a time in the game where i was walking through like tall grass and the i was watching the main character Jin, and he literally he walks normally but if you walk slow enough he literally open up his hand and feel the grass as he's walking slowly wow. through the grass and there's like other things where um i didn't recognize this until like maybe like 10 hours into the game where like literally after you kill people you can you can literally un, you can take the blood off of your sword in various methods and then sheathe your sword like gracefully like he'll stop either flick it off or wipe it off on his forearm and then sheathe yeah. the sword like a fucking real samurai i was like dude are you fucking for real it's i do it every time now because it look it's so fucking dope after i just killed 30 motherfuckers i'm like i'm just fucking smooth as fuck putting my shit away Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard I heard some really misguided, at least in my opinion, and I haven't played the game yet, uh, criticism that I saw online from a super small vocal minority talking some shit like Sucker Punch is a Western studio. Uh, is it okay for them to make a Japanese game? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Any, any take on that? Yeah, so people that talk stuff like that, are you? they're totally misguided. So yes, Sucker Punch is a Western studio. However, people in Japan wear fucking regular jeans. You got a problem with that? <laughs> no? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like this is like they're paying homage to something that they, that they really like. And I, I don't to me it's not in a disrespectful manner. They're not they're not characters characterizations of uh, a group. It seems very respectful to Japanese culture. I don't see them injecting any Western culture into this game at all is Japanese. Japanese as fuck. You can play the entire game in fucking Japanese 
and in black and white yeah. that is a throwback to I forget the director's name but it's a throwback to a fucking Japanese director I don't understand yeah. how you can be more respectful than that yeah so I think it's these people that are these fake ass woke people that think that everything is problematic just to be problematic but it's like how steeped are you in that culture ask somebody in Japan hey what do you think about Ghost of Tsushima I'll if they say they have a problem with it which I doubt they would have um, I'd be more interested in that but if you're somebody that's living in the west saying they have a problem with the western studio making this game I don't you fuck your opinion play the fucking game I watch Japanese fucking movies anime all this shit growing up does that mean that I'm some fake ass person no I appreciate that culture yeah well said yeah, uh, I'm looking at. I just want to check out the numbers and see how well the game is selling in Japan. Um, uh, just comparing it to Last of Us. Um, well, it's not going to be Last of Us. That's an established franchise. But, uh, but I'm talking about in, in Japan, like how how well that game did compared to uh, the Last of Us Two in Japan. But I, I'm having a hard time finding the numbers. Yeah, it's going to be. It's, it's all good. I, yeah. I heard, I heard, it, I heard it selling well, like uh, over two million, uh, uh, better than like Days Gone and some others. And uh, so far, it seems like from the user standpoint, um, and we've talked about Last of Us Two ad nauseum, but from the user standpoint, it seems like users love it. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I can definitely see why. I mean, just it, it's so fun. Like I feel like this is the the first game that I played where I felt like a motherfucking samurai. Like, yeah. seriously, just yeah. going through and just, like, wrecking shit. Be like, I'm the fucking samurai. But if I want to, I can go around and be a fucking ninja. You know? I love it. But it's also disrespectful. I can't wait to play this, this is what's terrible about the game, all right? Is that if you decide to take the, the ninja route and you start doing nin ninja shit, every now and again, Jin will remember times with his uncle who, who taught him how to be, basically be a samurai. He'll remember times where he's like, no, we don't. We look people in the face when we kill them. We don't kill them from the shadows you know it's just like, meanwhile I just kill somebody in the shadows i'm like all right yeah, Damn. <laughs> yeah. that's some uncle ben shit yeah, yeah. you failed uncle ira <laughs> yeah. holy shit yeah man it, it, it would be funny if they uh, released some dlc where you get the rasengan too you know what I mean? oh, they, yeah, they just yeah. go full, <laughs> full ninja shit on there you know what I mean? yeah all uh, right um dlc oh, will have godzilla I think does, yeah, there does, you go. does Naruto have? Because um, I know Naruto is based off of a bunch of ninjas, but do they ever have samurais in there? Yes, they do. They have samurais. Um, if you look at during the the Okage summit where Sasuke crashed mm. the summit, there are samurais there, and they have like basically they have their own jutsus for their samurai swords. And Sasuke came through and fucking killed them all. So yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Fuck your bullshit jutsu, eat this fucking Susano or you know this black flame or whatever." He just fucked them all up. I and, love it. Uh, that black uh, flame was fucking boss. Yeah, until the Raikage came through, and he got kind of fucked up too by Sasuke, but he would have won. <laughs> Good shit. Um, review in progress. Uh, I definitely want to see your uh, your uh, final score once you finish uh, and beat it. And I'll have my review on it maybe next week if I can start it up. Um, Old Ninja, uh, one of the games, uh, it's, old, it's an older game, but 20, uh, the 2015 hit Dying Light is getting brand new fucking DLC next week called Hellraid. <laughs> you down for this? You excited? We, we, get, we squatting up to, to save the Middle East? What are we doing? 
So I have the game on the Xbox, and I've only seen like one trailer for the because to me it looks like uh, zombies for uh, uh, Call of Duty, but mm -hmm. it all depends on price. Like if they're trying to charge like fifteen bucks or something, I'm gonna be a little hesitant. I, I want to say a little more about what they're offering. Um, generally, <clears throat> the last few DLCs have been free except for um, the following. And that was like a $30 DLC if you got it at launch. But it was so, excellent. Uh, uh, I mean, I have it. I got it when it was on sale during Black Friday, and I still haven't finished it. But I'm waiting to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more before I, I invest and check it out. <clears throat> so, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm it sounds like you're really... excited. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the game and the following quite a bit. Um, It'd be interesting to return to that world, especially since we have no uh, confirmed date for the, the sequel. I'm like, well, I might as well, you know, and dive back in, maybe try to get the plat or get closer to it. So we'll fucking see, man. Um, but I'll let you guys know uh, once I download that one. Uh, we'll fucking see. Do you know, uh, do you know how much it's going to cost? That I don't quite know yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I think it drops next or the end of July. So I believe that's next week. Um, I'll let you know as soon as I see it on uh, the PlayStation app. Blue, what are you playing, actually? Are you still on Borderlands? Yeah, I I, I, I seem to play the, the the last two DLCs. Um, I jumped on there on Friday, was playing for a little bit. Um, I, can, I think right now I'm using the, the character with the mech. Um, oh, get, uh, name. Oh, what's your name? Uh, Mose? Okay. Damn, I forgot her name. But for some, I'm not sure if you guys have this problem too, but like, I can't get to the, the loving, what the loving guns DLC on the sanctuary. Like whenever I go up to like a little estimation mark, there's no, no option for me to, to select it. So you have to download it. That's the problem. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you haven't yeah. like installed it. I, I have the same problem. You have to download it. And sometimes right. when you when you try to like purchase it from inside the game, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to mm -hmm. me for like the last DLC. Yeah. I'd actually go through the PlayStation Store and look up the name of the actual DLC and then download oh, it. Okay. So I have the uh, the season pass. Um, so it's still free, but for some reason there's like a glitch to where you have to actually go outside the game and then get. Yeah, because for for um. For the heist one, you didn't have to do that. You just walk up to Rose or to um, Max, and it just kind of Max downloaded on its own, and then you got to play it straight through the game. But like this one, I guess you have to, like you said, go through the PlayStation Store to be able to download it. Yeah, yeah, just go through the store. You should be fine. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down to run that one with you too, Blue. I, I experienced the same kind of error or bug, including when I was playing it uh, a day or two ago. So they definitely haven't fixed it. But I'm going to use that tip from Chronos and. Uh, I can't wait to finish uh, some more of these DLCs. The DLCs, I've enjoyed this more than a lot of missions in the regular campaign. And I saw last night, I was able to get up to level 60. So they raised the level cap from 57. Yeah, yeah, level cap Moe's again. Um, I, and I beat all the DLCs. I, I beat the, uh, what, Love Gun and Tentacles. Uh, and then the latest one, which is like the Blood and Bounty or something like that. That yeah. one's like a lot of fun. That one actually is probably one of the best DLCs ever. Because they added in a bunch Ooh. of uh, gameplay elements that were not in there previously. Okay. So you have like these these jump pads. You have these like things you can like basically hit, and they turn to like multiple grenades. And they have like a new vehicle. 
So, um, and they actually changed like the way that you play the game. So it's almost like they, it's almost like they were watching uh, the success of Doom, and then they kind of played on that. So they they have like, so you guys played Doom before, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the yeah Doom. I liked the 2016 one. Yeah, yeah. So what what they did was they have like an, an area that becomes like a small arena for you to like play around with. So you have like you know um, elemental thing like things in the environment that you can fuck with to get an advantage over the enemies, and then you have like you know you can run around and do like loops and stuff. So that the fact that they put that stuff in the game because before you know you played Borderlands like Borderlands, but in this one you can actually use the environment to your advantage, like way more to your advantage than in any of the Borderlands before. And, it, and it's it's a lot of fun. And they have like teleporters and shit too. So yeah, it's like a lot of other stuff in the game. Is this only in that, for that DLC, is it only in like one area of a planet or a new planet or where, where does it take place? It's a new planet and it's very big. So. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're going to have a lot of fun playing it. Dude, yeah. Well, jump on there and play with me again. <clears throat> Yeah, the yeah. what's great about the Borderland Borderland DLC is like they're like standalone games themselves. Like yeah. the Moxie heist that took me fucking forever. The like it, I feel like it took me just as long to play that and pass it as it did for me to play the actual game all the way through. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, there's so much shit happening and like all those side quests and stuff. Like it was a lot of fun. Any Borderlands games that's out there, like just buy the season pass. It's easily. Yep the the most uh you're gonna get the most bang for your buck with the season pass for borderlands for any borderlands game they will get with any other game by far because i think you get at least three usually four of their dlcs you know for free and it's like and it substantially adds on to your gameplay plus you get all these other free dlcs too but you know yeah, I was gonna say. Then they add on new characters for free, and then they, you know what I mean, and new classes and all that other kind of cool stuff. So and, that's one and golden thing, keys. That's one thing they're missing actually with this game. Is they haven't added in any new characters yet, which I'm very like, I'm like, mm -hmm. we're three DLCs in, and there's no new characters. Yeah. they're gonna add in somebody. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. To... Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, you know, I love my Salvador, but I'm, I'm loving Moe's and, and being able to level level her up even more. I actually want to do. Get at least one more character. I think I'm gonna go for either Flack or the uh, the Siren coming up soon. But yeah, I'm gonna play these DLCs this weekend. Yeah, so far I mean Mose. I mean I played as Mose, Zane, and Flack, and so far Mose has been like my favorite character. Which traditionally speaking, I don't go for a character like that. But her uh, skill sets, once you get into it, are like they're really good. Like when once you get like your explosion shit down. And your fucking fire shit down, and like, and your mech gets all upgraded, and they finally, um, the opposite of nerf, they uh, they buffed her finally because the mech <clears> for a long time when I was playing was like I wasn't doing any fucking damage to people. You yeah. were basically invincible, but I was doing very little damage. But in this, but in like the latest DLC, they finally put the nuke, which should do a lot of damage. They finally made the nuke a fucking nuke, you know, yeah. and, and like the bullets in the mech do like a lot of damage. So. I was very happy with that. It's much more easy for me to like actually use our ultimate and fuck people up. See, the having the siren, I she's she's my favorite character just because she's the first one I play with. Now I've only played with two characters, but um, using her when you're playing with like with friends is fucking dope because like you can capture the the enemy and I can just go fucking throw haymakers at that character. But one of her one of her abilities is that once that character is dead. It will move over to the next character and grab onto them. So like it's just an infinite loop of it just 
setting people up for to make them fucking easy targets. Nice. Kind of yeah, I gotta play as her. I haven't played as her yet. The only character I'm missing. Yeah. So did, did you guys you guys see actually Olin, do you have that game too? You still have Borderlands 3? Yeah, I'm actually I I uh, I don't think you heard, but uh, I was saying I need to start the DLCs. Like, I tried doing it, but I ran into the exact same problem that Blue ran into, and then Cronus was like, this is what you got to do. So I did it, but then by the time it finished, everyone was done. So I, I haven't I haven't done any of the, the DLCs yet. I'm looking forward to it, though, because uh, I, I only have two characters. I have Flack and um, and the Siren, and they're to me, they're both fun. Uh, I feel like you can do little tricks. Yeah, uh, it's going to be long from what I understand, so be prepared. I'm down. Um, I I heard about some kind of disturbing stuff. Do y'all, are y'all familiar with all this uh, abuse allegation stuff going on with Ubisoft? Um, no, not really. So, supposedly, and I don't have their names and whatnot, because I didn't, I didn't dive way too deep into it, but they got a lot of executives that were uh, accused of quite a bit of abuse and harassment, and those guys are gone, um, or, or got given the boot or whatever, uh, but it, it was a number of them. And then there's been new stuff as recently, I think, as yesterday or today, um, where they're talking about some of their older games and saying, oh, well, we can't do... We, we, they thought that... Uh, some of these executives thought that they couldn't have a successful game with a female lead. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't quite make sense because you've had even uh, your... You've had several Assassin's Creed now with uh, some female leads that seem to extremely well. So I, it just seems like there's a lot of craziness going on in Ubisoft. I hope it doesn't affect any of the uh, the games that we're all looking forward to, like a Far Cry and uh, Watch Dogs Legion. But I, I don't a lot think, going on. I don't, think it, I don't think it will. Um, I think, listen, if you got pieces of shit that are working for you at the executive level, yeah, then you got to get rid of them. But they've had uh, multiple games that you can play as a female lead, and I think that most people played as a female lead. Like with uh, the last two, Assassin's Creed, I played as a female. You know, and it's not mm -hmm. it's not so I can watch walk around looking at her ass. It's because it's it's cool to play as a female that are fucking everybody up. Like it's just it's just fun. So I think people yeah. kind of lose sight on that. I think uh, it's something that you know Anita Sarkeesian doesn't ever talk about is, is stuff like that. Nope. It's when it's when mo when people get the chance to choose between a male and a female, I think that um, more people in general will choose a female. So it's it's weird to me though. <clears throat> because of the Ubisoft has owned the Tom Clancy franchise for like what two two decades maybe two and a half and every one of those you can create your character so you can be male or female and if they really felt that way they would have locked it into male because usually the books usually talk about like a um, a male lead I think is uh, John Mitchell I think is the, his name his last name is Mitchell but still, like the team and even your character, you can be male or female, I thought it was which Ryan. is weird. Thought it was no, 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 no. And the Ghost Recon ones, oh, you're Mitchell. Jack Ryan is Jack Jack Ryan. But <clears throat> also, um, even the new Assassin's Creed, because they dropped what the, the female character looks like, you can already buy her statue figurine for the game, like or you can pre-order already. So it doesn't make sense that they would say stuff like that, but yet still market... Or make games where you can be either or sex. 
So, well, and then re regardless of what people on the internet, uh, and Stitch isn't here, but uh, said about The Last of Us 2 in terms of whether you liked it or disliked it, the game sold like fucking gangbusters. We all, yeah. we all know that. Horizon Zero Dawn sold like gangbusters. Uh, those earlier rebooted uh, Tomb Raiders sold very, very well. Yeah, yeah the so, reboots were fucking, they're so good. Even, even yeah. we talked about this before, the, um, uh, Uncharted, Un no, Uncharted La Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Both characters, both characters are female. Even though you play as Chloe the whole time, your sidekick or your partner, I'm sorry, because she gets she gets pitched when you call her a sidekick. Well, your partner is female. Well, the game should have been co-op, in my opinion, but still, that game still sold decently well. Let's so, rewind. Let's rewind the tape. We can go back to fucking the mid '90s, late '90s with Samus Aranis <laughs> in Metroid. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole, people want to say that, you know, female-led games don't sell well. They're fucking full of shit. Female-led games sell just as well or better than male-led games. All right, nobody has a problem. They're, like, this whole fictional thing of people have a problem with female characters, it's fucking bullshit. Most nerds don't give a shit about the who the main character is. They give a shit about what they can do in the game and how good the gameplay mm -hmm. is. So if you, write, if you make a good game, then yeah, people are going to buy it. But if you make a shitty game... Then they're not gonna buy it, and yep. you know that's just the way shit is. I'm still eagerly awaiting the latest Metroid game that got you know I guess yep. rescheduled, semi-canceled from from Nintendo because it wasn't up to their their uh, their quality standards, which is fine. Make the game that you sure. feel like you're gonna that needs to be made that's up to your highest quality standards. I'm fine with that. But we've had so many female-led games recently and throughout history um, that people just wanna totally ignore to push some fucking weird ass narrative that just a bunch of horny ass male teenagers that are playing video games which is like it's total bullshit you know shit even yeah. even mass effect the female version of mass effect is more popular than the male version them show mm -hmm. I, I will say this too i don't have a problem and you guys may disagree who knows but i don't have a problem when the female lead has some uh fan servicey sexiness to her bayonetta was fun no matter what anybody says and she had finishing moves where she would have barely anything covering her up except for a little bit of hair yeah yeah she'd be you naked know? i mean i get it but it's and not do i don't think? think it's necessary well well hold on hold on oh, yeah. i would say i would say for that character because again in the very first games with bayonetta that was just who that character was all about it doesn't mean that every female character lead has to be that way, but I'm not saying that it was a problem or offensive. It was an M for mature game, and there was some sexual cheesecakeness to it, and it was fun. <clears throat> but you, you also don't. Mm. But you don't have that. Like okay, like for Resident Evil, you had uh, Claire that you could play with, and then you have obviously in this third one you have Jill Valentine or whatever, and they're just badass. So true, you have but... a spectrum. But you got all mad about Mortal Kombat when they didn't have slutty fucking outfits, and you're like, "Oh, I can't play this because they don't have slutty shit." Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let let me be clear because I said this really crystal clear a year ago. It wasn't that Mortal Kombat ever had extremely uh, sexy outfits. My issue was they just kind of made this arbitrary line in the sand where they were saying that literally sports bras. Uh, for a fighting game were were now seen after their 11th iteration 
um, were, were a problem for that. I was like, it was never a, a, a sexy-ish game. Yes, there were some bikinis, but not everybody was quote unquote sextied up for Mortal Kombat. It's just never been part of Mortal Kombat. Well, yeah, and- so I didn't see the, the need to change it per se, because I would even say elements of Street Fighter is quote unquote cartoon sexier, but it, it's a weird thing to judge. Well, and the problem is, especially with fighting games, is that we, we pretend that we don't live in a world where we have actual women that fight. And what are they fighting? <clears throat> sports bras. Uh, sports bras. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, some of them wear rash guards, but it's pretty fucking rare. You know, it, it, it's rare because you, you want to wear the least restricted, like, you want to wear something that you're comfortable in, but also that's so, something that somebody can't grab onto. It's why men just wear shorts. You know what I mean? And people just, they, they totally ignore the male side of that shit with literally the same fucking thing. When they fight, they fight in the least amount of clothes pretty much as possible when, they, when it comes to MMA. And there's there's never an issue there. And when we talk about equal standards, like, um, I remember when Metagross Solid 5 came out and everybody had a problem with fucking uh, Quiet because of what she was wearing. Oh, yeah. But not a single person from Metagross Solid 4 had a problem with Vamp. Yeah. Like, he was literally... Yeah. This fucking sexy ass game motherfucker not wearing a shirt, being super fucking gay in this fucking game, licking his fucking knife and shit like that. Meanwhile, Quiet yeah. didn't say shit the whole fucking game. She just had, she's wearing a fucking bra and some here, fucking ripped ass fucking stockings. Stockings. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Here's, here's, here's what I'm gonna say the game, fighting game franchise that certainly wore its titillation or fucking. Uh, fan service on its sleeve nobody was dead or alive. Yeah, nobody talks that's about the it. one with the, yeah, that's the one with the super boob jiggle. <clears throat> that's never been part of Mortal Kombat, really. You know what I mean? It's been a violent yeah, game. game. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a violent game, so that's why they were like, we're toning down the sexiness. I was like, what sexiness are you ever talking about? Yeah, I just care about ripping, barely I just care about ripping necks out of fucking skulls and fucking <laughs> the, the violence. That's what it was all about for me in Mortal Kombat. I didn't, I didn't care about, you know, what the character looked like. I care about what they did. It's like, like when I play, um, I'm really good at Tekken. I used to go to tournaments all the time. My favorite character of all time is Nina Williams. I didn't give oh, a shit about what she looked like. She just played the, the best, like for me, like I was the best person to play with her because her skill set that what she did was awesome. And Yeah, she's a good character. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't okay. come down to because she was a female or she was sexy or something like that. I just, I just want to fuck people up. So some other stuff about Ubisoft is that there's a bunch of um, sexual harassment claims that are out there too, and actually some some head people have actually stepped down. Um, the CCO had stepped down, as well as the managing director of Ubisoft Can uh, Can I was say Canadian, <laughs> their Can- Canada studios have stepped down as well. So I guess there's a few accusations out there regarding stuff like that, and yeah, all shit like. Well, that's bad. Stuff like that, like, that, that's just not cool. Like, <clears throat> like companies should really take stuff like this seriously. Serious. Um, <clears throat> but as far as games go, like, yeah, Ubisoft has definitely showed, like, you know, female characters are in games and they, they work out for everybody. Yeah, like Swole Levy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, look, I'll even go, uh, wait, Rainbow, yeah, it's part of, it's part of Ubisoft. With Rainbow Six, half yeah. of the... Uh, SWAT tactical uh, characters 
are, are female. They're doing the exact same things with breaching walls and using giant hammers and using, you know, Wait, I, every I, single type of uh, tactical gear you could possibly find. And, let's and be, let's they're not doing it. In, they're not doing it in swimsuits either. They're doing yeah. it in like helmets and actual riot gear. Yeah, well, I've seen some of the some of the characters cross over into uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands actually, and like I would never have known that they were female until the voice actor spoke, because they're in full tactical gear. They're wearing like uh, face like masks and shit or hoodies that are cut up. You can't even see their face. You would never know that they're female until they spoke in the game. Well, and the, it was fine. Well, here's the problem with something like that. All right, so that exists in games. However. If you look at like SWAT team members, if there's five percent yep. of SWAT team members that exist that are female in real life, I'd be fucking surprised. So the fact that you're getting yep. what I would call overrepresentation of females in uh in that branch is amazing to me, yep. and nobody's talking about that because people get, people are getting mad at what I just said, but it's true. Yeah. If you if you can show me, show me fucking fifty in America, fifty SWAT team members that are female, I'd be fucking surprised. Clay in chat has said that Mortal Kombat, that the Mortal Kombat 11, that the male characters were more sexualized than the female characters. There you go. There you go. Um, and I, I do want to play that. I, do, I still love fucking Mortal Kombat, but holy shit. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Everybody's going to have an opinion on the sexiness or unsexiness of something. But if we're not talking about actual nudes or the uh, GTA San Andreas hot coffee fucking scandal, then... hot coffee wasn't even the game. Like, no, it was not no. in the game. Yeah. Wasn't it a code? Wasn't it a code that you was like the lead? You had to hack the mod. You had to mod it. Yeah, you had to hack to get it. Yeah. So some some of this is much ado about fucking nothing. And even then, like, what's hilarious to me is that people got mad about the hot coffee thing that was you had to hack to do. But meanwhile, nobody had a problem with like fucking hookers and then like kicking them out of your car and killing them in the game. <laughs> running, I was in the no, game. You run, you run them over. Yeah, nobody gave a shit about that. that. Yep, I love that part about so, GTA. Um, did y'all hear? We are getting uh, at least on Netflix. Uh, so it's going to be big for some people who didn't uh, experience it a few years back. But we're getting Avatar: Korra. Goddamn it! Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so Avatar Korra was the end of it. Honestly, I, I kind of like better than the original Avatar. Avatar only because mm. it had me, made me question like, what did I just watch this whole time? And I was like, oh, the clues were all there from like the get go. <laughs> and uh, honestly, Avatar Korra they got fucked because the, the last season it wasn't on Nickelodeon. It was on like their their very online. new online service. And, and they didn't advertise it. No, yeah, they didn't. It was it was all fucked up. But the end of the series was really, really well done. Um, especially when it has to do with, like, with relationships and shit like that. So I hope everybody can come through and like watch Avatar Core because it, it's really, really good. You know, it's actually pretty smart yeah. that Netflix is doing this by showing like The Last Airbender and Korra because, you know, they're working on a live-action movie. Hopefully it's not as bad as the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> Ding Dong one. But... Um, I remember for for the first one, the last Airbender, that the reason why the it kind of ended so abrupt was that I think it was because of the writer's strike or something like that, where you know they were kind of run out of time, and so they had to cut the season short, and they basically made Aang fight the final bad guy without him actually going through complete training or whatever, which was kind of derailed the the series a little bit. But yeah, Korra was definitely on a different different level, and 
having it go from being on Nickelodeon to it being online really fucking threw me off. For me, for example, I didn't even know that I thought it was canceled just because it wasn't on Nickelodeon anymore. It was I think until Kronos told me like, oh no, you can watch it online. And I was like, wait, what? And the series was already over by the time I found that out. The, the thing the thing that I didn't like um, was really uh, I'm gonna aim some of my hatred at uh, Nickelodeon because real talk they caved to some of those uh, mm. religious conservative uh, uh, mom groups that um, were so anti-gay and uh, in anything that they were uh, afraid that they would be boycotting or threatening to uh, uh, to, to try to uh, have some type of boycott against Nickelodeon. And Nickelodeon, even though nowadays it's, it's much more accepted, back in, what was it, 2014, 2013, whatever it was, they fucking caved and they took, they pulled that shit off the air. So when I see them in 2020 uh, during Pride Month talking that shit about, oh, you know, we've had, you know, gay characters like Cora and whatnot, I'm like, well, you really fucking silenced her in her, in her, in her reveal moment. A few years ago, and I, I'm not forgetting that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the same mind, man. Like it was disrespectful to the, the to the series and um, the whole LGBTQ Q whatever plus plus alphabet people. people. It was very disrespectful to to that whole community, and I didn't appreciate it. But I still watched it. Like when they when they said that mm-hmm. it, they moved to online, I still watch it every fucking week because it was awesome. Nice. And uh, nice. the fact that her life was was complicated. It wasn't just like. If you watch the show, it's not just about an LGBTQ whatever fucking... It's not about that, all right? Because she was a complicated person. She had a boyfriend, and later on in the series, she had a girlfriend. But it was, like, so hidden throughout the whole fucking series. I don't know why people would have a problem with that, um, especially today. But you know what? America's fucked up, and we're still fucked up to this day. And we have a bunch of fucking assholes that, that don't um, understand that there's people outside... People that are not like them... That they can't at least treat with decency. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I still don't get that. Just two people with fucking decency. You yeah. know? It's not hard. And, and on top of that, this this Avatar, um, and I still slightly prefer Aang. Don't get me wrong. But this Avatar, since the core one, had steampunk. Aang didn't have no fucking steampunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was great. Like watching their whole like yeah. the, the whole Japanese steampunk thing is, is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. what's also cool is that like in in uh, Korra, we actually got introduced to different kind of bending too. Because originally, if you got fire, earth, water, heart, I think there's other one, but no. <laughs> no, yeah, how so dare you? Like, fucking kind of planet. Yeah, we got we got people who could metal bend. We got bloodbenders. We had I mean we had bloodbenders with Aang too, but um, like we had different people using their abilities for other things, and that was kind of cool for them to do that. And plus, we it was like a modern era too because we had like cars and like cameras and videos and like airplanes and stuff like that so it really was on a different level than the first one yeah and i will say this this is not to spoil but i like the fact that cora fucks up fucks up big time in like i can't remember if it was the second season or 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 the end of the first because it's been a few years since i've watched it but there's a moment in there where in terms of Avatar lineage, you're just like, oh shit, Cora, what is you doing, girl? Like, yeah. you you done fucked up the entire line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah, so you haven't watched the spoiler, but she basically murders off her the entire, like, previous, like, Avatar when, she, um, when that skull guy took away her abilities. 
because she, I guess she was using her, I can't remember what it's called, when, when she uses like her avatar powers. State. Yeah, avatar when she's in that state, like she gets, like something happens and that ends up killing off all of the past avatars and all their histories and knowledge that she can kind of go to. When she goes, I think it's a spirit realm, I think, or something like that. But no, when she, basically she loses all that, this connection to the avatars in the past. And I was like, damn, like, where did she go from there? Like, she's basically on her own now. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm all the way excited about this. I, I want to watch it with my fucking kids, and uh, you know, also, I, you know, I got a son and a daughter. I want to see what my daughter's reaction is uh, to Cora versus uh, my, my son. Now that they're all both a little bit older, we'll we'll fucking see. I'm excited, man. Should be good. All right, um, where do you guys want to let's go, go to uh, the God of High School? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, I I'm I'm current. I watched the latest one, episode three today. And yeah. honestly, it's one of my new favorite animes. Like, it's a Crunchyroll. Hey. It's a Crunchyroll exclusive, and it's made by Webtoon. I forget the, the actual, uh, the guy's name who actually made the, the the anime and the Webtoon. But it's, it's uh, so far, it's really well done. It's about a tournament of uh, high school kids that are fighters, that they're fighting in a tournament, and if they win, they get any wish that they want. And some of them are fucking badasses. Are, are you guys current on this current on this anime at all? I have not. I have not watched today's. I haven't watched no, today's, wait. but but I I love it as well. But keep going. It's actually a, a, a South Korean animation. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're in Seoul. And it's like on it. The whole like the way they're fighting and like the the way they pay really close attention to like different fighting styles, is uh is really cool. It's not something you normally see in uh in most animes, is like seeing like different fighting styles, um and the fact that you can use any weapon that you want to use in the fucking when you're fighting, it's kind of crazy. Like there's like one guy with like a he he comes out with like a book and a bat, like a metal bat, and he comes out just. <laughs> fucking people up with a bat he's not even looking at him he's just like reading his book just like kicking ass with a bat i'm just like all right that's that yeah. guy and you have another chick that comes yeah. comes through with like a wooden wooden sword she's like a kendo specialist and she's fucking people up and there's like uh, uh two taekwondo people and like another guy that's just mm -hmm. like a straight like karate fighter and the animation is just like it's it, it's pretty high up there i'd say like the animation it's like probably eight out of ten. Probably like eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. It's really good. I completely agree on the animation. Uh, the fighting styles are fun. Uh, this is a fun, new, fresh anime. I mean, there's been a few fighting uh, fighting animes of, of recent, and they were, they were kind of mixed in terms of, we talked about them, the ones from next Netflix, like Baki and, uh, what's that other one, Kara Karan something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and they had the 3D motion. This one's much smoother. This one's, uh, it, it feels like they actually put more time and effort into it. It's more stylistic, and it just, it, to me, it pops more. It, it has more fun factor to it. Um, I'm going to catch up on the third episode probably late night tonight, but I think uh, Crunchyroll knows what the, fuck they're do what the fuck they're doing with anime, and I feel like they got a fucking big hit on their hands. Hopefully they continue with it. Yeah, I think they Rebuild a relationship up with Fanimation again and start getting that getting Verve popping again. Not popping, but you know, have them have Funimation come back to Verve because having that all tied up into one was very, very convenient for Anime Watcher. 
Yeah, I mean, Verve is still around, man. You can still watch a lot of shit on there. That, that's why I watched Absolutely. it today because I was like, "Oh yeah, nobody's home. I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch the anime on the big TV." <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, that's what the I did. Verb, the Verve app works a lot better than the Crunchyroll app. The Crunchyroll app is fucking garbage on Fire uh, on the Amazon yeah, Fire Stick or Fire TV. It basically it's it's not even workable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I would even say I have my trouble on the uh, little Fire Stick stuff with uh, the DC app. It gets yeah. real temperamental. Like, sometimes it doesn't fucking work at all. And they got some good shows on there. But now I heard Wait. that uh, HBO Max is getting them or whatever. Go ahead, Alden. Yeah. Uh, so, you, quick question. So, you have the DCU subscription? Uh, I, I got it on the low from somebody. <laughs> uh, okay, I was about to say, because uh, the DCU, the DC universe shit looks like it's falling apart, like yep. slowly, little by little. So Funny. it's probably going to be absorbed into HBO Max at, at one point. Well, that... Funny, you ever you ever catch up on um on Harley Quinn? Oh, oh shit! I forgot about that show. Okay, I I only saw the first. I were six of them. I'll probably watch some more this weekend. Man, you can't get it. She's one really good. I gotta get current, but I'm gonna say this very loudly. Blue, you were right to promote this show. This is, it's literally on that level. You know how we we praise Rick and Morty and whatnot? It's on that Rick and Morty, and what was the other one? Solar Opposites. It's on that level, but with with DC DC comic book characters, it's on that level. It's so fucking funny. And so yeah. violent. Steven, Steven Very Steven, violent. It's, it's like 10 times better than season one. Like the shit that happened oh, is fucking ridiculous. Especially with Batman being gone and all the bad guys kind of running shit. So it's like, it, it's so fucking ridiculously funny. Well, this is the problem, all right? With, with the whole, you know, DCU or whatever the fuck they call it shit. <laughs> Is that it's another service I gotta pay for, like mm-hmm. that that whole universe I should not have to pay. It needs to be wrapped up in something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want to pay extra for any more shit. Like I feel like the whole like uh, we got fucked by unbundling because we uh, we all want to unbundle, you know, so we can mm-hmm. pick our, pick and choose our own shit. But I feel like we're getting ripped off by unbundling. Yeah. Like seriously. So I have to like rebundle. It's just like where where can I bundle? Like I I don't want to pay. Fifteen dollars, fifteen fucking times to get what I used to have, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I complete, completely agree. Some, some of it ain't worth it. Um, you know, and I, I think I'm gonna use once it rolls over. Maybe I'll use the HBO Max or whatever the fuck the HBO one is, is being called yeah. for uh, for watching some DC stuff. I mean, it's probably gonna end up having. All of it. I know in August, like all of the CW stuff is moving to HBO Max. Where you're talking all the Arrowverse, um, Riverdale, some of the other stuff. They're even gonna. They're since uh, CW has Star Girl, that's gonna move over there. CW has Swamp Thing now, that's gonna be over there. So it's just gonna be huge. They already have a decent Wait. library. Hold on, I. I have not seen it for myself, so forgive me if I'm way off on this, but I heard Swamp Thing was violent as hell, like not not CW level oh, violence. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. That's why I'm going to finish it before it moves to the CW. Literally in the first... So within the first 
30 seconds of the first episode, right? You have people in the bayou at night, and they're like, oh, I hear something moving. Did you hear that? They're all, no. And then, like, a branch literally busts through this guy's chest, like, rips him open. He's spitting blood everywhere. Like, the other dude, I think he gets catap- uh, compat- Decapitated, yeah, I can't speak. Um, And then, like, another dude, he gets, like, lacerated through his chest, like, blood and guts is everywhere. I'm like, this is, this can't be on the CW. They're going to have to probably either heavily edit or they're going to have to show it at, like, 10 o'clock. Those are the only two solutions I see. Because there's a lot of, and there's, like, there's literally a scene where, like, a guy, he's like a zombie, but he's, like, uh, branches. He's like, branches invade his body and they reanimate his body. And he's like all dead. And it looks like, literally, it looks like the thing from the 19th, like the old 80s film. It looks like the thing. Fucking shit's waving around. It's like fucking gross. I don't know how they're going to do this on the CW, but it's coming in the fall. Dude, so we'll do, see. They always do Swamp Thing dirty in the in the DC animated universe. Like, yeah. The, the only way. The best way to get the Swamp Thing to do something is say, like, oh, they're going to threaten your Swampland. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, oh, my Swampland, blah, blah, blah. It's like, he's such a sucker for getting, like, for, for people, like, Batman gets at him, fucking Constantine always fucking with him. So Goddamn. him and, yeah, like, him and Constantine have a love-hate, I guess. Yeah. I guess you guys haven't read Death Metal, then. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Well, he's like... Yeah, so death metal has to do with like the whole you know metal thing with the DC universe, but it's kind of like a whole like dark version of it, where like Swamp Thing mm-hmm. is all he's all fucked up, like he's basically like sort of semi on fire all the time, and like kind of dying, and he's on like Wonder Woman's side, and it's after like the Batman who laughs like wins, like the whole, the whole like universe, like the whole this universe. And a bunch of other ones. And there's like a whole new thread of like I think it's her name is Perpetua. And it's uh it's yeah, really good yeah. because uh Wonder Woman she creates the fucking chainsaw truth. <laughs> I'm just like holy That's shit. Awesome. Yeah, it's like it's pretty badass. So I'm gonna read the next one in two days from now. I just picked up my comics today, but I can't I have to wait two days to read them. So on Friday, I'll read the comics that I picked up today. Do you know what comic kind of got me fucking rock hard is the um, there's gonna be a crossover Alvar? with Batman and Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to read that too. Booster, I guess Booster Gold somehow deals with it. I'm I'm assuming he's gonna bring Batman to the future and like like literally the one of the artwork I saw was Batman like Bruce Wayne Batman like young Batman fighting against Tim uh, Tim McGinnis. Terry, Terry, like, I'm like, dude, I am so hyped for that one. And I guess it comes out August twenty second, I think. Yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm also looking forward to uh, the Ninja Turtles, the last Ronin. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. So apparently, that's only going to be five issues. It's like a mini series, mini run. I'm okay with that. And it's, yeah. and it's supposed to. Sh- I guess I think it's going to be an alternate future for them, but. Uh, there's a lot of hype behind it. A lot of people are, are looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to it. I plan on getting all of them. It looks like it's going to be really fucking good. The, the other one... Like on the... Version of it, I'll probably buy a copy. I'll probably, I'm, I'm not going to buy it digitally, but you know, just having a hard copy, I'll probably get that too. 
The other thing, I don't know if uh, you guys have read any of it lately, and I'm a little bit behind, but they're doing a big Marvel event, Empire, that's crossing over, like, basically every Marvel fucking book. Yeah, so I am reading it, and it's uh, it's interesting because it's like the, the Kree-Scroll War. Um, it's kind of like breaking down. They're going to be, I think, so far on the same side. But there's also, like, mm. a whole um, other faction called the Katadi, which is, like, this whole plant-based, like race that the the Kree fucked over okay so if I remember this right because I just read it like not too long ago the scrolls were like ambivalent uh peaceful spacefaring people and they they gave a, they gave their technology to other races and so what happened was they went to the the Cree homeworld, but it was it was held by the it was there were two main dominant forces. It was the Cree and there was the Katadi. And the Katadi were um, these peaceful plant based beings and the the Cree were violent beings. And so they said, Hey, we're gonna put you both on the moon, which happens to be the moon to Earth. We're gonna sit you here and whoever does like the most amount of you know good with the technology that we're giving you will win this you know will win technology and so the katadi they decided to like basically just make like, a big ass forest and like advance themselves and then the kree they made like these huge cities of industrial cities and so okay. the katadi won and the kree knew that so they went through and they just slaughtered all the katadi because they were peaceful and so after that, the, the scrolls came down. They're like, what the fuck happened? And then the Kree was like, thanks for the tech. You're getting fucking ganked too. And they started killing all, <laughs> all the scrolls. And they God took the, their technology. And that's where the, the Kree scroll, scroll war came from. And so, yeah, it's like, it's really interesting because I didn't know, like, some part of this history was that Mantis was actually, like, a, a, a daughter of, I think it was a, a Kree and a Katadi. So and then and then she had a kid of um that is a like super significance in the book. So it's it's interesting so far, but yeah, what what the, what uh Prodigy said, it's like one of these ever expansive like hey, you have to read like fifty thousand goddamn books to understand the stories and like yeah. a lot of one shots and I hate when when Marvel does that with like with one shots and it's just like just tell the fucking story so I know where to fucking read. Yeah. So, but I'm 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 caught up with it thus far, except for this week, because I have to wait a you know a couple days to, to read the latest ones. But it's interesting to get like the Kree scroll history and like this new faction called the Katadi, um, and then seeing like how they interact with with humans and other um, races in the universe. So yeah, good. So I, I'm I'm on board. I'll, I'll definitely try to catch up a little bit this weekend, or I need to hit up the shop and uh, and make it happen. I I, I feel. Certain events can be can be great even when they cross over, but it takes a really well written, well crafted story to be good even in multiple issues, especially that don't have uh, aren't, aren't traditionally about any alien shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like you know, I mean Hickman does it kind of the best when he did uh, Secret Wars uh, a few years back. I think that was yeah. sort of the uh, the a pinnacle of how the fuck you do crossover events because they were all very well done 
and it kept everybody invested. But when it comes to, you know, Empire, I don't know if I get that feel right now. Um, I'm going to read as much as I can, but there's also characters that I don't really give a shit about. Um, yeah. like, like Hulkling, even though Hulkling is potentially really significant in this because he's, he's half and half of those, you know, races. So we'll see. I, I'm not going to discount it, but so far it's not as well written as Hickman, but I mean, Hickman does a really good job, but it's not bad. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Hey, Stitch is back. Well, How's it going, man? Hey, what up, bitch? Yeah, I'm back. I was listening on uh, on the YouTube channel and everything, but uh, I think everything's filled out for right now, so back in live. Good shit. Storm, Storm is good to go? Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, just running fever. Yeah. What was that? I said there's a power kicking in? Yeah, it seems like it just uh, <laughs> crazy uh, sort of bit up everywhere, all that, that fun baby dad stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, well, there's actually uh, an anime I've been trying to talk about him for a little bit, but um, there's an anime on right. Netflix called BNA, and I, right. I told uh, Prodigy it's it's a PG version of uh, Beastars, but it's basically about there's two separate species. There's humans and there's the, the people who are beasties or something like that and basically once you turn a certain age that's when you get your beast powers and you can you transform it back into a different to an animal but you're like a humanized animal and basically there's like this uh there's this one guy he's like a wolf and he fucks shit up he's like a detective or some shit and he's investigating this this shit that's happening in beast and like there's kind of like a civil war between humans and these beast these beast people and like they're just they're basically trying to murder them off and like the beast guy is just trying to protect people and trying to figure out all this shit that's going down, but so far the animation style is pretty dope. It's kind of kind of remind me of like Kuru Kuru kind of style animation, or like um um what's the one with the, the high school one where the girls that had like the skimpy clothes and the that's almost you literally describe like thirty no, no, different no. anime. So, uh, the one where they had like the Goku outfits and stuff like that. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, God, what is it called? It's the one where the girl had like the red scissors and like her her school took her blood out. Yeah, yeah, kill, kill, kill. It's very similar to that, like animation style, like that. A little bit, but not is too it, much. But so the so hold on, blue, real quick. Uh, the trigger anime is what the, the name of the studio is called. Trigger. Okay, yeah, it's, it's that style then. But um, so far the anime, the the storyline anime is actually pretty good, and I think it's worth checking out. And it's it's on Netflix right now. I think there's only. I think 12 episodes, 12 or 10 episodes. I'm like maybe five or six deep in, and it's that. Uh, it's, I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm down to and try some of that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, speaking of Netflix, there's a show that's dropping in eight days. There's been a lot of hype about it. Everyone's been talking about it, and it is a new Transformers TV show. It was called Transformers war for cybertron it'll be a trilogy um it'll be a trilogy series i guess they're they're under the mantle of war for cybertron but they're gonna have segments and uh, i'm gonna say right now this is gonna be my recommendation before you watch this <laughs> before you watch war for cybertron you need to watch transformers prime wars trilogy because that's the same format that they're doing so basically you watch I guess it's like seasons 
and you watch the first season, which is one storyline, the second, and then the third. Each episode is ranges between 10 to 15 minutes. Um, they used to be on um, Go90 and Machinima, but both of them are gone. I didn't know Machinima folded. Okay. Machinima, yeah, Machinima folded. So um, Transformers Prime Wars trilogy is split into the Combiner Wars, Titans Return, and then Powers of the Prime. You can watch them on YouTube, but the second part of the trilogy is kind of like a little trickier to find. So apparently, apparently a month ago, Rooster Teeth uh, started hosting everything Machinima used to have. So you can find Transformers Prime Wars trilogy on Rooster Teeth. Uh, I know that the first leg of the trilogy, uh, someone edited it into the all like. I think it's like 18 or something episode or whatever, but it's like an hour long movie. So you can watch all of it. It's about an hour. Uh, the second one's probably like an hour and 10 minutes, of, but they're increments of like 10 to eight minutes or whatever. Yeah, they, so they, on, on, they were on um, the ones you're talking about, the Combiner Wars and the uh, Cybertron War. They were on Amazon, but they were part of Machinima, so they're not available on there anymore. Yeah, Machinima's gone. So uh, like I said, Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth, YouTube, and even Venimo, Venimo, you can watch it on there. Watch those before War for Cybertron drop because it's made by it's made by the same people and it will follow the same story. So there's some. Question, it's, yes, go question, ahead. Question, make sure I'm on the same page because I I haven't caught up, but I'm I'm glad you gave that that preface of what to watch first. It, is the style of this, um you know, cartoony, or is it kind of uh, more, um, um, like, computery, computer graphic-y? Like, what, 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 what art style is, are these so, uh, drawn in? It's, if you, I don't, I don't think any of you have watched it. Maybe Blue has, but if you watched, um, Star, no, 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 Star Wars Resistance, the animation oh, okay. is very similar, the animation is very, very, very similar to that. Not Clone Wars, but resistance, so it's like computer animated, but mixed with uh, cell cell shaded, so yeah. it's like a little bit more smoother, smoother. It's like smoother movements. However, the War for Cybertron trilogy looks like it's a like some really gritty. It's like a gritty kind of animation where like everyone's covered in soot and smoke, but it um, it kind of reminds me of like um, a little bit of uh, samurai uh, Afro samurai. Sorry. A little bit like that early on, but the Prime Wars trilogy is is cell cell shaded, but it's also computer, so it's it's very smooth. It's very cool. There's a lot of shit going on happening, like a lot just uh, within the first three episodes. They explain what happens, and what's cool about it is that a lot of the former like uh, voice actors return, like Peter Cullen comes back as uh, Optimus Prime. Judd Nelson comes back as Rodimus Prime slash Hot Rod. Um, Ron Perlman's in it. Um, there's a couple other, like, yeah, there's a there's a few more, like, big names, people that uh, that come back or that join the series. So it's very interesting to watch, and it's, it's very cool. There's a lot of, like, new faces and stuff. Or, yeah, there's some, and it, it's weird at first, but they explain everything, so it works out. Good shit. All right. That's some solid recommendation in there. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching. You have about eight days before War for Cybertron drops. 
you can get through the Primor trilogy pretty easy. Stitch, I, Stitch, I know you had to uh, uh, step out for a bit. Um, I want to pull you back on in here. Are you playing anything or, or watching anything of, of note that you want to kind of promote um, a little bit right here? I saw I got an update saying that I, I guess the fifth plate or season for uh, Food Wars is coming out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to uh, check that out and everything. That's always been one of my uh, one of my favorite animes. That, I mean, I obviously don't watch as many as, as you guys do, but I, I fell in love with that one instantly. That one's so so good. Uh, game wise, um, and stuck because I knew it was going to get brought up. The I guess Ghost of Tsushima uh, and everything. Uh, you guys talked about it, right? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we yeah. Play it. Okay, yeah, I, that game that game looks so awesome. Oh, yeah, like right. I, I, I was uh, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know what it was, uh, what it's all about, and I made the mistake of getting it confused with uh, with the Tokyo Ghost game or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, and because when they when they announced it was coming out, I was like, I just saw this like the trailer for this. I was like, I was not really interested, and I was like, wait a minute, this is two completely different things. And uh, just been listening to like a bunch of reviews on it. I've watched a little bit of gameplay because I, I don't want to uh, didn't want to spoil anything, but I, it definitely looks like something that's uh, unique. It's interesting in terms of like the combat with all the different like stances that you have to use and stuff. And uh, you can't. It's not really like. When you upgrade, you're tanking your way through stuff. It's like you have to kind of skill your way and do a lot of parrying and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm down for some something different. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to pick that up. I'm waiting for the first price drop for that game to happen so I can pick it up. And um, trying to think what else. Uh, I know another another fucking season of Modern Warfare is trying to drain my money. <laughs> uh, hey, if you earned if you earned enough, oh I'll do to buy you be able to earn it, you should be able to get it. No problem. It's like it's like OnlyFans. It's like trying to get my money oh, and I, I don't think I'm better disciplined than this. But it's like they they released a hyena for like a little sidekick dog or whatever. And I'm like, it's a fucking hyena. I was like, I had to fucking awesome. spend spend five dollars and buy that and I was like, don't do it and so I'm very very tempted but uh the the new season for that i guess is in like maybe like 16 days or so so i'm gonna yeah i think grind yeah i'm gonna grind a little bit on that and uh try to get my my points up also so back on rainbow stick and uh oh shit. That. oh shit yeah we need to we really need a squad up in that um i, I, I found it. out one of my friends was playing that game and i was like fuck i was like we were just like talking about like character uh, the operators we like to use and I was like, I really need to get back in that one and, uh, and play that. That's oh, pretty much game wise. Oh, you got Yeah, I, I have a question. Because I, I, I downloaded the uh, Call of Duty and I haven't had a chance to actually fucking play it yet. So, so it's fun. We, 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 uh, we came in first on Plunder, uh, I think, the last, oh, yeah. last time we started up. So, wait, wait, wait. Tell, tell the truth. Tell the truth. I had to carry y'all like, with my big oh, body. Oh, no, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> you better check those. You better check those. I found that neighborhood and I was just looting all the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's fun, especially when you're, when you're squatting up with people uh, in that game. It's, it's really unique uh, how, how they're able to just pile on people's ability to just toss money at that game. So it's, it's really fun. True. Uh, this might think be. Of other, I was just gonna say real quick. This might be 
my favorite fucking Call of Duty. Like, they keep oh. adding on to it, man. They keep adding on to it in a big, major way, and it feels oh, like a brand is... new game every month or two. Yeah, this I don't is want by the new far. One to come out. Yeah, this is by far my favorite Modern Warfare game. I keep coming back to it. I feel like they're constantly trying to improve it, make sure that it's like um, fairly fair for mostly everybody. But like, they keep having these events. They keep changing the modes up. They keep constantly maintaining the game which keeps bringing people back which makes it a lot of fun to play you never know what's going to happen week to week sometimes it's been great hey i got a quick question for the group so since we're living more of a modern age and like games that we play they get dlcs that add more stuff to the game what childhood game would have been cool to get a dlc for to make you just go back and play all over again Wait, 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 wait. Childhood game, like, are you talking specific era or what? Whatever era, whatever is your favorite childhood game. It can be on the. Oh, so when, o- when No Ninja was a child, there was no games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had a um, we had Moncala. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we had Moncala back in the day, so that video was, uh, games, totally Old Ninja video games. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that uh, if there was DLC for the X-Men uh, six-player game where there was more fighting and beating up in co-op, I would have fucking lost my lost my mind. The four-player game? You talking about the arcade? Well, well, they had a six-player one too. Yeah, they had a six too. Yeah, there was a four and a six. Yeah, six. When did that come out? Uh, uh, wait, Cronus, did you remember when we went to we went to uh, mini mini boss? Mini boss had the six player one. Did they, so this is a problem. So when I talk about like historical shit like that, there's a time period that I had where shit didn't exist because yeah. I, was, I, I joined the Marine Corps and there was like a solid year year and a half where nothing existed to me. So, but I think yeah. this was in the night. This was in the somewhere in the night. Yeah, yeah. It was I remember going to the Cheese in San Jose. If, if it was late nineties, if it was ninety, like late ninety eight through like fucking late ninety nine. Nah. Yeah, it was probably the late. I want to say it was early late ninety nine, early two thousand. But uh, when we went to Mini Boss out in the South Bay, they had a copy. They had a, a version of that game. It, it, was it, it looks like one. According to according to Wikipedia, it was it was ninety two though. 92. Yeah, oh. but yeah, yeah. But, but still, yeah, uh, that that was one of my favorite. What you guys got? Hmm. I got think, but that that game sucked up. So that game was kind of bullshit though. Oh, like, that was six you player. Use your. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? Sorry, I cut you off. I thought I always thought that was four player. I'm, I'm looking at the actual like. Fucking. Cabinet. cabinet and i also thought it was mm-hmm. four player but yeah i guess you guys are right that was six player yeah six player hell yeah yeah i used to see the uh, six player one i would see the four players one i thought it was four i guess there's six I was, uh, yeah totally wrong no worries uh, uh, I, think there's I would play from when i was a kid that i like to see have six player is uh or have a dlc is the old like the old red the first red evil games just to have like you know more like scary shit talk because the first one was fucking like the first one i played it was a director's cut and just having some cool dlcs for that and like have like different kind of gunplay or like other side missions you can do other than just being inside the mansion 
I think that'd be kind of fucking dope. Hmm. Um, um shit. If I would go with uh Twisted Metal 2. Hmm. If they were to make that like online and then have like DLC where you could like download new vehicles and stuff, that would that would get a lot of my money. Um, cause I remember I would run around with that, it was like Mr. Slam, that guy with the, the bulldozer construction thing or whatever. So I would, I would play, I played that a lot on PlayStation. Um, that might be my, that might be my, my vote and everything or something like old school. I would have spent a, a good chunk of change on. Um, shit. I don't even know. Oh, you know what? If Perfect Dark, if Perfect Dark had DLC... That probably would have been... I mean, back then, the N64 wasn't online, but there's a lot of fucking cool-ass games that could have been awesome online. And if Perfect Dark had DLC, that would have been fucking probably amazing. I'm going to say any Metroid game. Any Metroid mm. game. Oh. Yeah, give me some DLC. I want to hunt some more fucking Metroids and kill them as a bounty hunter. There you go. Or, yeah. or if Battletoads, if Battletoads had DLC, that would have been the show. Oh, fuck that oh, game. Yeah. You ain't never beat Battletoads. I beat, I beat it. You just bet because you couldn't. I have Battletoads. You lied. Don't get me wrong. You ain't never got I, past the rocket I played, I, I played Battletoads, like, over and over again just so I could try to beat it. I finally fucking beat it. It took, like, nah. months. It took me I'm months. I'm going to put it on. I, got, I, will, I will, if you can Twitch out you beating that level... With the rockets and the, the jet skis, I'll bid money yeah, five dollars. I'll, I'll put it on <laughs> right now. I will bet you, you will not. I, I need proof of you beating that level. I say you can't do it. My money's on the Ooh. table, five dollars. <laughs> you got, you got to twitch it out there. Ain't no chance you beat that. That's unreasonable though. Yeah, like, come on, oh, hold on, come on now, man. We're old people now. Like <laughs> asking us to like play an old game that was hard as fuck. <laughs> Today beating it like I beat Battle Toads, I can tell you that for real. Like I beat it back in the day, but today, I don't today know. is probably like I yeah. can try. I'll, I'll, I'll probably beat it. Hey, I, wait. You know, so as an adult, I beat the Ninja Turtle game, like the, yeah, I the original yeah. Ninja Turtle game. But I just beat it because I had a Game Genie code that me had me Listen, I I beat Contra with no codes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I beat Contra, but I, I had somebody with me. I did it with co-op. So, but, and we used the code, so, because I kept you could uh, Contra, you could borrow a life from the other dude, right? Mm -hmm. No, borrow, you can steal a life. Well, you can get extra, you can just get extra lives in the game. That's how you, you did it. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. how yep. I beat it. You get extra lives. Well, I didn't use the code the first time I beat it. Damn, yeah. I, I did. I had to use the code because I kept dying. Was it? Was it a? Was I with you, Blue, when we we met that bartender at Mad Oak and he had the Contra code tattoo on his forearm? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm I know what that is. That's dope. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's like one of the cool tattoos I saw. Uh, did everybody get a chance to give their answers? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I think so. Or did you give an answer? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I, you I did. Oh, was there any other be be the bees? Uh, this one for Warrior Fella. I'm not sure if he answered this one already. He asked, uh, "Does shelter in place have you doing stuff you have not 
we done did. in a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I we, think we, we answered that one. Okay. Yeah. We answered that one right. a little while ago. Still... Uh, do you guys want to wrap it? Or you want to? Yeah, let's wrap it. I'm going to try to yeah. work yeah. out here tonight. Probably not. But yeah. Uh, uh, Blue, Blue, what you got popping this weekend? Uh, so this weekend, the, the Swedes and I are going to be bump, jumping out of our quarantine bubble and we're heading up to Tahoe to go hang out with, with two friends. So we have friends that have been quarantined in place and we're going up to Tahoe and we're going to go fishing, which is something I haven't done in like probably like 20 years plus. Like, <laughs> but we're, we're going to be on a, we're running a boat. We're going to be quarant- like, we're, we're all of us going to be wearing masks and it, it should be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be doing that for a couple hours and just kind of hanging out in Tahoe. Um, Tuesday, I'm going up to, I'm going back down to LA again to deal with some stuff with my dad. Like when people pass away, man, like there's so much stuff that happens that yeah. just, just drags and drags and drags. And it's like, like it, you, you, you get exhausted to it, but it, it's still kind of ridiculous. Um, I'm continuing practicing my, my, my dad's guitar. I actually brought a stand for it, so it's not just like kind of sitting on the floor, it's actually on a stand. And again, it gave me the idea to kind of have my dad's picture kind of like above it, so like I can see my dad and every time I pick the guitar. Um, I actually just finished my first like kind of self-training for becoming a network engineer, so I, I did the comp, comp the Kia yeah. um, A+. Like, I did the training for it, but right now I'm trying to think about, like, where I'm going to take the test to kind of get certified in it. Um, it's actually, it, it doesn't seem that hard. Like, I'm doing a lot of the practices tests, and I'm passing the practicing test, so I can go, um, I hopefully I can schedule that so I can go off and start doing, like, the, the CPNA portion oh, nice. to get certified in that. Yeah. Um, I actually had a, a job interview today with Facebook. Um, oh, there you go. and he said, uh, Potty's this bitch. Ah, <laughs> damn. Damn. Nah, so I didn't have an interview today, yeah. hopefully. It went pretty well. Uh, hopefully I hear about, hear back from them tomorrow, um, regarding the next step or if I got the position because they seem pretty impressed with my skill set. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I know for, for Facebook with their contractors, they require them to come into the office, but since, you know, there's not a, uh, just a whole quarantine in place thing is going on, you know, everybody's working remote. So the first part of the position I'll be working from home, but eventually I'll have to start going in, but I won't be working from the main, the main building. I will be working from, uh, from uh, the Newark office. Oh, Cause they have an office in Newark. So it's like, it's like a quick 15, 20, 30 minute commute from where I live at now. So it's not that bad. Nice. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Chronos, what you got this week? I mean, I'm on the same loop of just working out, gaming, cleaning, and drinking. <laughs> so, yeah, I've lost, I think, six pounds since last week. So, nice. yeah, that's intentional, but also not intentional. I, just, I, haven't, eat, I haven't been eating enough. Which I need to fix. Like today I had a... Uh, I decided to eat, but I had like fast food. But it was like I had a burger. That was it. Mm. And some fries. That's all I had to eat today. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, need, I need to like eat more, I guess. 
Because I did like uh, Peloton has been really, really good in this in this time. I've been doing, you know, bike rides and I've been doing like a shitload of yoga. And that's been uh, that's been really good to like have something to like focus on on doing physically. You know, gaming is cool and all, but, you know, it's not any sort of physical challenge. But, you know, doing yoga and riding a bike, a stationary bike is is difficult. So, yeah, just been focusing on that, and eventually I'll, I'll get back to uh, finishing up the Infinity Base, because it's like 97% done, to be honest yeah. with you all. Like, uh, Prodigy came out, he came out to the house uh, earlier this week, or last week? When the fuck did you come out here? I don't even know. I think it was Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, so last week. Mm-hmm. He came out and he saw, like, the, the Infinity Base, and, like, it's it's almost there. It's ready to rock and roll, just about. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm excited to when we can all come together again, like Voltron, and and start doing podcasts from the studio again. And also something that we didn't oh, yeah. fucking talk about is goddamn. Well, actually, I think we did. But Centennial Comic Con started today. And yep. Yeah. Me and Blue are supposed to be there, and we're not, and and it sucks. And there's like a, a lot of shit that we're missing out on because of that. But it's okay. Um, we have access to a lot of the stuff anyway, as, as well as everybody else. So, um, you're getting, most people are getting free access to things that they normally would not have access to because they didn't actually go to the location. So that, that's really cool. But the press events are still, I, both, I think me and Blue, we forgot to sign up for the press event shit early on. Well, so. COVID happened, so we didn't, there wasn't, well, yeah, I guess for the virtual stuff. Cause yeah, I, I thought there was a SEC. I thought it was canceled, so... No, there was, like... San Diego Comic-Con, they sent us out, like, an email a while mm-hmm. back. It was like, hey, there's press shit still. Do you want it? And I, I, signed, I tried to sign up a week too late. So I fucked up. Um, so we won't get the, the cooler press stuff that we had last year. Because last year, you know, me and uh, Old Ninja were all over the press event. Yes, all, we were. Yeah, so... But this year, you're not going to get that for obvious reasons I just explained, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah, that's all I got. Day by day. Uh, Stitch, what you got for this week? Uh, just managing uh, Storm's fever that she's going through right now. Uh, you just gotta give her more. Give her more. Just... Have you tried cowbell? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, right? No, you gotta I'm not give her more that. cowbell. <laughs> oh shit, that's a good one. Um. So just mainly just keep her comfortable and sort of chill. So we'll see how she uh, she acts throughout the course of the night and everything. So my sleep schedule might be getting a little bit thrown off. Uh, I did some work today on my Jeep, which was really fun. I uh, got some uh, some turn signals uh, hooked up to my, my mirrors and stuff. So that was kind of fun to do and kind of therapeutic. I haven't done any, uh, done any work on that in a, in a good little while. So that was that was kind of nice to knockout and then uh tv wise probably um probably try to find some stuff i'll probably watch food wars like i talked about um see if i can find something new also on netflix to check out uh did you finish black it black it uh chronos or no not yet black what black Uh, black AF. say that again black black Oh, black as fuck? No, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was like all confused. 
No, I'm still uh, part way through it. I don't know. I was fucking retarded about that, apparently. But, yeah, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I, I will. I just... My, this is what... The problem with me is... I'm not in the mood to, like, watch semi-racist shit right now. Like, I, I've, been, I've been trying to watch... Um, the United States of America yeah. came back, mm-hmm. and I had to stop watching. It's not because it wasn't good. It's because like my, my mind is not in the right mindset yeah. to like to like watch it and like even with uh what was that show with john oliver last week tonight oh it yeah, took me yeah. like three days to watch it yeah i'm just yeah i get you yeah yeah and then uh lilo's been watching atlanta which has been pretty fun to watch uh, so i've been rewatching that with her yeah it's a, it's our first like go through with that so I, i've been re-watching it so it's, it's hilarious of course but yeah that's about it old ninja what you got uh, just really quick to piggy off of, piggyback off of what Cronus was saying. Uh, if you don't know, San Diego Comic-Con is doing a virtual con, which is pretty much free to everyone. It's on YouTube. So if you're looking for where to find it, it's on freaking YouTube. You can see all the stuff. Uh, it started today at 9. There's going to be more events all the way through Sunday, I believe, Sunday night. So just be on the lookout there. Um, so a new show dropped this week on Netflix. I think I'm going to check it out. It's called Cursed. It looks kind of interesting. I want to give it a little try. I'll do the the blue the blue note uh, three episodes three episodes. See if I'm still in. Um, Agents of Shield air tonight, so I'm gonna watch that episode for sure because they're getting close to end. It's actually it's actually being surprisingly really really well done. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I know that Ghost Rider is supposed to show up eventually um, this season, so I can't wait to see him again. Um, it's been pretty dope. Um, I've been playing Resident Evil 2 on Leon's run. Um, probably gonna play, finish up my second playthrough on The Last of Us. Um, shit, I think that's kind of about it. Good oh, and I, oh no, no, I'm reading. I got my book. Uh, I got Alphabet Squad. I got a paperback. I've been reading this. Um, I'm barely through the beginning, but it's been interesting so far. So I'll be reading more of this this weekend, if you can see Alphabet Squad. Uh, it's a Star Wars novel, you didn't I, know. I done read it, or listened to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the paperback, so I wanted to read through, so... It's a good book. Um, should be interesting. Good shit. Um, for me, I am uh, really getting back into some, uh, some co-op gaming, so gotten down on some Modern Warfare, I want to get back on there, and definitely... Uh, let's do some Borderlands. I mean, look, we can't spend as much time in the same room per se, but uh, at least we can do some virtual squadding up, as they say. So Borderlands, Modern Warfare, uh, I'm all about both of those. And actually, I picked up the Division Two for like three bucks. Maybe, maybe I'll finally dip my toe into that one. Um, but uh, yeah, just some co-op gaming, a little bit of fucking uh, 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 reading on, on my uh, my science mags and. Um, Man, I've been flying through. I'm, I'm literally halfway through fucking One Piece, so I'm, I'm, I'm loving that shit. Weaving out. That's all I got. Nice. Wait, before we wrap it up, uh, just a quick happy birthday shout out to um, Ella Darling. Her birthday is tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yeah. She will be a special guest next week on the podcast. So if you have any respectful questions you'd like to ask her, definitely jump in the chat room and um, you can ask your question. She's a professional. Oh, yeah. Porn star actress. She might be on the retired side, but you get to meet somebody from that industry next week. 
She just confirmed that she will be here next week. Hopefully. She, she's a great person. <laughs> she gives great hugs. <laughs> she, yeah, she's great. It's weird because she says she's an introvert. So. I get it. It's interesting. All right, old dude, take us out. All right, you just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity. Infinity. Check us out all over the interwebs with at BTI. It's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're not on Snapchat because we don't need that. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, YouTube every night, Wednesday, every Wednesday night, 830. Uh, SoundCloud, Player FM, Stitcher, um, Spotify. Check out our official website, binhadproductions.com forward slash BTI and then check us out on Amazon. We have an app and then we're also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash BTI. Shout out to uh, Patrick for getting me beer. <laughs> there you go. It's getting me more black and beautiful, black and beautiful beers. So oh, I appreciate it. That's why I drank the beer tonight. Nice. And through his God-given genius of science, man, at last, has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered.